rolling. So, Cleveland Moto Podcast, we are in a fucking what the hell happened to our nice weather? It looks like Niagara Falls out there. It's just like icy fucking chilly bullshit rain, and you rode your... And lots of fog. Ruckus in here. And my wife was yelling at me because I... Unfortunately, my safety gear above 37 degrees is not... Uh, now, wait a second. Okay. 37 degrees. That's my lower limit for shorts. I'm a pissy bitch below 50. <laughs> <laughs> Anything below 50, I don't want to hear about it. And I'm fully fucking, like the other day when I went out, it was 50, so I'm wearing the fleece lined, you know, the fleece lined firefighter pants with the made of fire hoses business. And uh, balaclava. Oh, the whole deal, man. I, I had everything I owned on. Are those Duluth? These are Duluth. They're yeah. opening one of them in Ava. <gasps> Right next oh, to Cabela's. No Bellas. way. Get out. Really? Oh. You heard it here first. Diamond gussets for all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have some crack. Ballroom jeans. Maybe, Ball- maybe they'll sponsor us. I have some crack spackle shirts. Yes. <laughs> crack spackle. Duluth does have the corner on men's apparel over a certain age. Humor. Yeah. Yeah. The, the catalog <laughs> is genius. The catalog's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, there's definitely a thing. Like, you can't get a 25 year old guy to look at a Duluth catalog. And understand why it's important. But you get a 47-year-old guy, looks at that catalog, and that's the Bible. That's like, somebody finally understands me. <laughs> well, it's Jesus. because they sell men's clothes, that's not right. boys' clothes. Or girls' clothes with a boy's tag in it. Right. Yeah. Every every <laughs> item they sell is... You will like, not find a pair of skinny jeans. Well, and I also think it, it's for men of a certain age when the, when the balls are getting closer to the knees. <laughs> and you just need more. Like when you when you sit on the toilet and there's a splash sound, you're ready for some Duluth outerwear. I call that yeah. a depth marker. A depth marker. <laughs> That's been happening since I was like 12, though. Hey, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but check out the balls on Hempfling. Holy crap! <laughs> Like a, just like cattle running away from Do your me. balls hang low? Do they wobble oh to God. and fro? <laughs> I don't. Uh, so there's going to be a live, an actual real Duluth store. That's what I heard. Yeah, That's, that's amazing. That's a bad idea. Have it on good record. Yeah. We get a Cabela's. We get a Duluth. Oh, my gosh. That's right by my house. Nice. And right by Phil's house. Yeah, it is. We might all have to be burly men. Yeah, well, I could stand <laughs> to put on a couple pounds. The, uh, well, we can go get the, shotguns and nice pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see all of northern Ohio outfitted in shotguns and nice pants. I have nothing but good to say about these. <laughs> I think these. it isn't. Well, yeah. These are, these are fantastic. I, yeah, those are pretty awesome. The clearance, I like those these are clearance rack, man. Clearance rack. These were like 49 bucks. Damn. And they're, uh, they're the stretchy fire hose. They're the fire hose material that stretches. So they stretch a little bit. And then they got the fleece lined the whole way. And so you can eat more empanadas. Can you eat more empanadas? <laughs> right? And it's got a pocket system that I don't even understand how one giant cargo pocket can turn out to be five pockets. But then the slick thing is you can put the little pocket thing on the inside and Velcro's in so you can just, like, drop pocket, you know, get access to stuff. Well, then. I know. That's my, my five-second review on Duluth Trading Company jeans. Duluth Trading good. Company. And brought we are to you by Duluth Trading Company. Right. Brought to you by Duluth Trading Company. <laughs> we hey, are accepting shit. sponsorships, by we the are. way. That's right. Duluth. They, you know what? They've got a sense of humor. When you read their catalogs, they clearly have a sense of humor. They I might appreciate it. They have motorcycle jacket. They have that motorcycle jacket. They talk about the guy, like, crashing. That's right. Dirt. We're right yeah. in their alley. We they are. talk about the fire hose pants. The guy, like, attack, got, to, got attacked by a... Or right, something. while he was wearing the fire hose yeah. pants. Yeah, I don't doubt it. They're very good yeah. pants. They're very good material. I like them. Once Hell, again, that's Duluth Trading Company. Yeah, at one eight hundred. Oh, I, I ride these in the motorcycle in full rain, and the water just doesn't get through them. Yeah, they're solid. Well, it shouldn't if they're fire hoses. 
Well, yeah, it's it's like I mean I'm not you're the local expert on hose rollers, but you hose know, <laughs> yes, you are. Right. No, no, he is. <laughs> we have a we have a resident hose roller, but yeah, these things do hold up really well. And uh, depends yeah. on what kind of hose you're talking about. Oh yeah, and I get them extra long, so when you're riding the motorcycle, you don't have that whole like pant creeping up your ankle thing. Yeah. So you know, that's the worst. East side yeah. hose as opposed to west side. West hose. side hose, <laughs> east side hose. <laughs> Uh, West yeah, they're cool. And girls. So we were short of a podcast topic, and Pete brought one. So that's cool. Well, before we get to that, <laughs> we're talking about trips and stuff. The uh, Who's here do tonight? we ever really have? Topics? We're going to start to my left with <laughs> Dustin, and to his left, Chris, and to his left, Johnny Crow, and to his left, Steve Hofford, and John Chewing Quietly, Macavrash. Yes, <laughs> and, and Pete Aranja Boom Hempfling. Aranja <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yeah, we forgot to mention this is the Chow Cast. Yeah, the so we were brought uh, beef jerky from Grandpa's Cheese Barn, thanks to James, and then Chris showed up with empanadas, and they're really really good empanadas. Homemade, homemade, yeah, shrimp and all kinds of those shrimp and crab. Shrimp and crab. Oh, and mine had olives in it too. Oh yeah, green, green olives. olives. Yeah, Who was that that made them? A patient, Jose Rivera. Jose, yeah. Jose Rivera. Yeah, as long Not as to be confused up, with the okay. Indians, Jose Rivera. I'm right. familiar with Jose Cuevo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he provides a difference. Well, there's a little in there, <laughs> just a dash. The uh, the one thing that we are doing is on uh, April 30th, we are doing a ride starting from here. It's a Sunday ride, so we're going to start at noonish. <clears throat> we don't want to get up too early. Just give the address. One sixty two eleven Lorraine Avenue. That's the west side of Cleveland. Cleveland, your town. Your yeah, your fair city. Yeah, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so we're going to start a ride from here. It is going to be the first actual Cleveland Moto podcast ride. First installment of the season. Uh, That's right. Are we going to record a podcast? You bet your ass we are. All right. Right. So this is going to be, a, we're going to try this. This is going to be a test. So the idea <laughs> being. How many people will have talking during that? Yeah, well, it's. going to be fun. Uh, we're going to meet up here, and then we're going to go, and I'm still trying to find a good destination. I figure we can probably have between 50 and 60 bikes. And uh, I like the brewery that we went to. Oh, yeah. What's that place called? Goldenhorn or something like that? or East 55th? Goldhorn? Goldhorn, yeah. Yeah. That place is really good. And then there's also the place oh, that we went to down in Plain City. <coughs> that I always like going to Swallow's Castle. Uh, Loggerheads. Loggerheads. Fantastic. Loggerheads is amazing. Imagine Abbeville. Yeah. Nice. Abbeville? I can get you to Abbeville very nicely. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good my, ride. That's one of my favorite uh, destinations. What about yeah, the Worcester Brewing Company? We're not going to go that far? We're not going to 52. No, no, no. There's better ways to get there. <laughs> is the, there uh, Worcester might be a little on the long side. Yeah. Worcester that might be a little bit on the long side. That's going to be about an hour and a half one way. It depends on what kind of crowd you got. I mean, if it's all bikes, bigger bikes, then maybe like. No, I think that doing loggerheads for the first one's probably a good move. Actually, I was thinking of loggerheads. And we could do a mixed ride. So this way, if we did have people on scooters that can go 45 miles an hour, they won't get left behind too badly. Um, it's easy enough to find. Fantastic smokehouse. It's about a 50 mile round trip. Great barbecue. So. Good it's barbecue, good good beer. Also. We've been very lucky. Again, we place. are accepting sponsors. <laughs> That's it. So I think that'd be a really good destination for our first outing. And then once we get there, uh, we can burn a podcast. So we'll, yeah, that sounds we'll burn great. a podcast once burn we get there. On. And uh, it'll be just a good ride. And then come back here. And then once we're back here, if survey says we need to go to have Mexican or something at that point, it'll be relatively early on a Sunday, you know? We get back here four o'clock, five o'clock on a Sunday. That's a good day. Yeah, that's only about five years in. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. 
well, we're not doing that. This isn't going to be the Mods versus Rockers ride where we do a beer stop every yeah. 10 miles. Bar, bar, right. bar, 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 right? <laughs> this will be like more of let's get a ride in, and it's going to be, for a lot of people, it'll be the first ride of their year because the weather right now, hey, tomorrow's uh, April Fool's Day. Yes, and it it's is. still fucking cold and wet. Shit hey, it's my there. one year anniversary. There you go, April Fools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, April Fools. it's been a joke all year. Damn, Damn it, feels <laughs> like you're fired. You're totally fired. Get out of here. <laughs> the uh, it's the longest April Fools joke ever. <laughs> but if anybody thinks about what they would like to add to the event or the ride or whatever, and you come up with something you want to do, or you know, I've done I've done eight rides last year, and they all sucked <clears> because they didn't do this. Um, uh, we do know that we could also have a food truck uh, here on the backside because uh, Hatfield's Good Grub is right down the street. Oh, that's They're cool. pretty. They get booked up pretty good though. I just saw him on TV the other day. He got his generator. He got his generator stolen, and apparently they got it back. Good. So due Yay. to crowdsourcing, yep. um, right after he got, uh, right after he got his generator stolen. Uh, now this is a place that does comfort food. This place uh, it's called Hatfield's Good Grub because I think it's Ken Hatfield. Yeah. And uh, Ken's married to Jesse, who's uh, one of our scooter ra- scooter rally people's sister. And Jesse got a scooter from us years ago, so this is all like family stuff. Well, they started this restaurant, and it's predominantly barbecue and brisket and deliciousness and macaroni and cheese will mm-hmm. make your eyes bleed. Um, it's I just had good. the uh, barbecue chicken smothered fries. Uh, no, my God. Loaded fries are fucking good. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm full right now, but that sounds good. Yes. It is. As sloppy as can be. It man. is a very, like, their food in there is fantastic. There's, uh, you will hear I think a lot my of wife people, would orgasm eating that. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of people were criticized it because there's no booze in the building. Oh, but those guys are both in AA. So those guys are both recovering alcoholics. So there's no booze there, and we respect their decision to not have booze there. That's fine. With me, they got well, I've got booze. Food. Yeah. Food. <laughs> yeah, when the food's good enough, you don't need the booze. The, uh, There's 20 other places right, right. beside them where we can get <laughs> booze. <laughs> now, do you think we could get something from you know one of our distributors or somebody and do like a mild giveaway? Yeah, we could probably do that. I, I'll talk to Parts Unlimited rep or I'll talk to somebody like that. You're like Fulmer or yeah, something. We'll get, we'll get something get, to get, get a few things to raffle off. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> And maybe have some sort of absurd category or some absurd class. Like, saw some yeah. lovely white shirts the other day. That oh, yeah. Those MP3 shirts. If, if we did most lights on the scooter, <laughs> Joe Howard would just show up and win. You know, that's after I threw out. I mean, I threw to the public probably 100 of those shirts. And the fact that we're still chasing that demon around our shops like six years later, those Piaggio MP3 t-shirts. They're white t-shirts with a blue one-hit silk screen. Like a silhouette. A silhouette of an MP3 scooter on the front. It is the, truly the low-effort marketing de- device. Mm. And because they're white, of course, they don't store very well. So, they, you know, with a white shirt, it all has to be perfect. But they That's make great we rags. Well, everything makes a great rag. But I'm, I'm just happy I didn't pay for them, mm. you know. A lot of the promotional materials people don't realize you have to actually pay for and that's when you really feel bad is when you pay. Yeah. This box shows up, and they just added $700 to your parts account. $5 a pen. Right. Yes. For, Ves- <laughs> for Vespa yeah, pens. for Vespa pens. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it just shows up on your parts account. There's nothing you can do about it. I don't think I've ever owned a $5 pen. Yeah, well, I've owned about 1,000 of them and gave them away. In fact, that's... Yeah. There's one right there. <laughs> That's what you get. That's a $5 pen. Doesn't yeah. even light up. It doesn't doesn't light up. Doesn't do nothing. Wow. Doesn't do a damn thing. That's sounds yeah. like a, sounds like a Vespa. They give away at the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this way, this way Vespa can say that they spent $2 million on marketing this year, if that's a $5 pen. 
Oh, At least you got something out of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it didn't just go into the ether. Right. It just didn't disappear. Well, you're going to look around. When you look at every Vespa dealership, there's all these, like, round carpets that have the word Vespa on them. Everybody's like, oh, they must get those for free. No, those are about $275 a piece. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the pen wow. needs its carb cleaned every spring. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm going to bring my pen in for its annual service. That's it. The, uh, <laughs> Careful where you store it, at least oil. Yeah, so if anybody has any suggestions or stuff they like to do in the ride or as part of the ride, um, but getting down there, is, that's a good ride. Yeah, so... I think we should do a Gimcon. Pete just made himself in charge of the ride. We need, I got a, CT, it, we need a CT70. Root Captain Pete. If we're going there, do we, we need to reach out to them at Loggerhead? Yeah, we'll call them. We'll let them know ahead of time. We need some Olympics yeah. with a CT70. Well, we should have a G. No, we should just have a straight up <gasps> Hail Jesus Gymkhana. Yeah. Yeah. We should just do a Gymkhana. No, not a CT70 Gymkhana. Like okay. a, your own bike Gymkhana. Okay. You can ride a CT70. Okay. Yeah. But I think it'll be more fun if we see guys on like, you know, 750 pound Volusias. I'll be trying there, Z. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So now their parking lot is not Gymkhana conducive because it's mostly gravel. <laughs> is there a street? If out you front? have a fat tired CT no, seven, I don't think that might be your advantage. You. I think pretty that, sure if they see a bunch of guys out there dicking around on their bikes, they're going to be like, "Hey, guys!" In my well, when opinion, they see a bunch of guys throwing they a never go out shit stack of cash at them, Gymkhana <laughs> happens on the way back at Wallace Lake parking lot. I would just say you could land a, a blimp bit, in that parking lot. A little bit that's further true. south there is the Medina uh, County Fairgrounds too. Oh, that's right. Which yeah. yeah, you may or may not be able to get away with. I don't yeah, know it is a parking lot you can see from space though. Yes, it's the big. Uh, but the Wallace Lake parking lot is big. I mean, we we had 500 people in our VCOA rally end up in there, and it worked out fine. So if we wanted to do a, a hasty Gymkhana, we could, that'd be easy. You know, it's just depending on the weather. Though, so wheelie yeah, contest. It could be, Everybody's That's true. Oh, I forget Metro Parks. Oh, yeah. Walking their yeah. dogs. Yeah, everybody's out there. Right. You know, yeah. That's true. hand jobs in the parking lot. Well, you know. <laughs> After dark. Local mayor. Whatever getting, they do that. Getting a, I don't know. Getting a gummy from a tranny. Getting, getting a blowy in it. Yeah. That's it. The, uh, <laughs> Is that a, part of the joke? Getting a tofer. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it would be. That could be a station. It is a station. You want a man at? What level, of the, what level yeah. of the podium do you have to take to get that? That's <laughs> like, okay. Second and higher. That's a personal question. Wheelie down this stretch. Right. Now navigate over that boulder. Get your gummy. And now get your, get your gummy and move on. All right, that's enough. Keep moving. Right. We're not here to finish the job. We're just here to prove that you can do it. Good. Yeah. My favorite Gymkhana event would have to be, uh, I've only seen this happen one time, but what it was riding. come in? Sloppy second. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why second or higher. It's, the best event in the Gymkhana was riding your bike up a ramp into the back of a pickup truck. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And then just once, go on YouTube and put that in. Uh, and once and you, videos. Once you endlessly entertaining. Got it in the back of the pickup truck, you had to get it back out again. Ooh. Now, obviously... This is where the CT70. Not shines. too many people tried to ride it out. Everyone, ro- everyone tried. Well, to how ride many people it in. have a reverse gear well, on their motorcycle? Gravity. And... <laughs> gravity. Yeah. Well, yeah, you gravity, gravity will take but... a motorcycle out of the back of a pickup truck. You got to commit to it, though. But you got to commit to it. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, gravity. Unfortunately, gravity usually takes them out horizontally. Exactly. <laughs> Remember, every two-wheeled vehicle in the world ultimately wants to be on its side. Anything you're doing is interfering with that. As long as the <laughs> ramp is hard-mounted right. to the pickup truck, I'm ramp. cool. No, no ramps. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> well, in the dirt and they had set the, uh, going up the hill. They had set, yeah. Well, they'd set the Gymkhana up with a very generous ramp 
It was a very generous ramp, and it was like an S10. So it wasn't the world's worst scenario. But it's such a low-height pickup truck. Relatively, yeah. Right. It's not... It ain't a, it ain't a short walk in a cool park, man. It's, it's still a ball check. And they did... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding about... When you see these guys doing it... I watched seven or eight guys do it before I was like, I can do that. Yeah. And it took seven or eight guys making it and, and getting it in. But as soon as you clear the top of the ramp, you're full on the binders. Because they're skidding into the back of that tailgate, or in the back of that bed. <laughs> I want to make an admission here. Has anyone ever been to the Big Musky Bucket? Yes. Yes, I have. Absolutely. Well, I was there one time with yeah. uh, someone who looked uh, exactly like me. May not have been me. <laughs> <laughs> they say, That's funny, because like, I always called John the Big Musky Bucket. The big <laughs> you're not supposed to take your bike or a car or anything anywhere near the Big Musky right. Bucket. That's right. <laughs> and this person that looked exactly like me. Right. And maybe rode a bike exactly like mine. Just like yours. Yeah. Told his riding partner, who was my brother that day. (laughs) Who looked like your brother that day. Who looked like your brother that day. This this anonymous person said he was going to put his bike into the big musky bucket. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty cool. (laughs) Which there's these solid steel teeth that are probably two and a half feet tall. Basically a ramp. Polished steel. Yeah, it looked like a nice smooth ramp. Like I can do this. I can I'm gonna make right, it happen. Right up into yeah, that. It sounded uh, like a I mean this guy said that. This guy said that. <laughs> yeah, Just well, lunatic. Let me tell you, things didn't go according to plan. No. The front wheel the front wheel went up <laughs> the front wheel went up the ramp. Yeah. The back wheel hit said ramp, which was polished steel well, of course it's from digging in the dirt for the right. Yeah. The back wheel starts spinning. Yeah. The front wheel comes over backwards. Oh, shit. And you can't put your feet down. No, because you're on the tooth. Because you're in the big musky bucket. There's these teeth that if you (laughs) put your leg down and the bike falls over, your leg's going to break. You're going really far. Wherever the fulcrum happens to be. Whether it's your femur, your tib-fib, your knee, whatever. You're losing your leg. Leg breaker. Um, Spoken like a firefighter. So this person (laughs) rides it out. Over backwards. Over backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I saw nothing but blue sky. Were you I mean, at least on something like the TW200 I was the on the TW200. I was picturing this in my brain <laughs> yes. on the TW200. Yeah. yeah. A friend of ours just manufactured a touring kit for the TW200 rear end. Okay. So he manufactured a really nice, uh, from the ground up, and built the whole thing out of metal. And it is, uh, I've got some pictures of it, and it's no good for the podcast listeners, but this is a rack Thank assembly. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this is a rack assembly that this guy that we know from Rust Belt, uh, Lou from Rust Belt, fabricated this really cool system. And these guys are, and it's got a gas can hanger and everything in it. And it's a really nice uh, touring rack for the back of a, a Trailway 200. So the uh, one of our good friends, uh, uh out in San Diego, she's always been nice enough to loan me her buddy scooter every time I go down there to go to Mexico. Lindley? Lindley, yeah. Ah. Well, she just... Uh, she's a peach. She's Love her. just purchased a TW200. <clears throat> so she's been through a number of motorcycles uh, since she started. She started with a buddy 125, and is, well, that was the first motorcycle she ever owned in her life. She lived down here in Ohio City on the viaduct. <clears throat> and her, uh, her first bike ever was a buddy 125 in 2006, and now she's on to everything. You know, uh, she's got adventure bikes. She rides dirt. She's just she's all over it. And her latest edition, little TW two hundred. I love that bike. It's I a had, great bike. I wore one of them out. I bought a second one. Um, I traded it in when I mm-hmm. bought the CB five hundred. So 
The only thing a TW two hundred needs is four more gears. <laughs> or if it could take what it's doing <laughs> yeah, it needs to be in like one a, through five and just keep doing that, yeah. I'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd I be agree. great. Do yeah. you want a dual range trans, like a sub transmission, or just just eight four more speed? gears, just eight yeah. speed? Yeah. Or the, or I mean, I would have started for four lower gears when we were out in Colorado on them a couple of years ago. Well, that's the thing is, I know everyone says with the TW two hundreds, all they say is. Just oh. put different sprockets on it, but you still have five speeds. Yeah, and then they're just in the wrong place mm-hmm. because there are times with the TW two hundred that you will want first gear. Yep. Absolutely, that so you is don't badass. Want, it's it's gorgeous. That's amazing. And you don't want to give up first gear. So <clears throat> everybody, you know, the the cure for everything is just go with a, a, a smaller sprocket out back. Well, the problem is on a TW two hundred, I want every bit of that sprocket. I want every tooth on that thing. Because that's what makes a TW so much fun, is that thing. Being able to climb a tree. Right. Well, the RV that I sold uh, Johnny Chrome, riding it from my house to here was like, I don't ever want to do that again. I mean, I felt like I was crossing the Atlantic on a fucking raft. It, it just was, I was just like, I'm never going to get there. But that has a dual range too, right? It does. So that you could actually put a bigger sprocket. Well, I wasn't. Yeah, then... I happened to be in high range on your bike, and riding it here, it topped out at forty-five miles an hour. Absolutely topped out, and I didn't believe the uh, the speedometer, so I used my phone, and I was yelling at the people behind me, like, "What the fuck do you want? I'm going forty-four in a thirty-five. <laughs> fuck you!" And I just realized, wow. That didn't take but 25 minutes to me to, for me to engage that. And, yeah. So that's why when I got it here, I was you, like, I'm you glad I'm selling RV? it to you because I'm not riding home. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I did. I'll have, to look and see I'll have to look and see if it's got a uh, non-stock sprocket. Yeah, I don't know. Suzuki claims they'll do 50-ish. Yeah. It might have a non-stock sprocket. I can tell um, that when I fucked up and accidentally put it into low range, first gear was completely useless. Yeah. I mean, there's no- falling over <laughs> at first gear, right? I was never going fast enough to put my feet on. Somebody might have just geared it for off road. <laughs> I think they did. I think they put a big sprocket, or a, yeah, they put a, a big giant sprocket in the back, and and the sprocket back there does look really big. I'll so it out. yeah, I always had one ex- uh, bigger sprocket on the front. Uh, yeah, my C seventies. Yes, because then yeah. it, it's a lot. It evens it out. Yeah, and, it, and yeah. it'll do like forty five maybe. Yeah. My CT one ten does not like going fifty miles an hour. That is, for a CT-110, it is right at the uncomfortable level of vibration. Maybe it can go faster, but... That is a very fun bike to ride around mid-Ohio, though. Well, sweet Jesus. I, yeah. I, I, had, I, I rode your CT-110 around mid-Ohio, and it, it was like the perfect bike for that's, there. That's its environment, man. Like Zero is. <clears throat> yeah. Zero is the, the zero is the perfect bike. Uh, uh, yeah, the zero, the zero was good, too. <laughs> Have but I, 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 I took uh, Cameron, two up, to go pick up that scooter. On the CT-110? On the CT-110, ah. yeah. Considering it's a one-up bike, that's pretty yeah. That's pretty adventurous. And considering I had to go nut-to-butt with Cameron. <laughs> it, it, oh, you're both skinny guys. At least I was the There's butt. No nut-to-butt. you got the whole big back rack. I right, mean, you got a big chrome back rack. I've had a guy. No, he's got that I took me and a guy my size. Uh, yeah, I still have the case on it, though. No yeah. yeah. No, Phil no, the no big, I still have the big giant, the big giant case on it. The touring box. Yeah, I still have the touring case on it. Hey, at least I was the butt and not the nut. Then that was nuts. That really was nut-to-butt. He was earning it. Two men on a 10-speed seat. Oh, I did. 
all the time. Yeah, I pick up dudes all the time. <laughs> oh, got that right. Trying to fit it in. Yeah. Hey, hey, whoa. whoa. Ever want to ride sailor? <laughs> the, now, uh, now Pete's wearing a Joy Division T-shirt. Yeah, that is a vintage Joy Division T-shirt too. <laughs> yeah, that's the big musky bucket. Yeah, that's the real deal. Tell us about your beer, Pete. The Orange Boom. Orange Boom. That's your Dutch uh, orange tree beer. Since 1671, according to the can. You have to sit in a tree room. Orange boom. Orange tree. We discussed this before the podcast started. When we had our study Um, of foreign languages. Yeah. From Rotterdam. It's a good one. That's a a good one. That's not like committing to the Rattler of saying, I really don't want to drink a beer. (laughs) 5%. That's respectable. But that's respectable. That's not bad. It's a good size quantity, and it's 5%. Average. You're drinking an adult beer, but it tastes like deliciousness. Oh, look, and it says hop. Well, it has all kinds of words all (laughs) over. It says barley, too. (laughs) It's... 1671. I'm drinking a Miller High Life that sat outside. I am as well. I'm drinking a champagne of backyard beers. (laughs) I'm drinking vodka and iced tea. It sat. My beer sat in the backyard of your yard since our last podcast. Still on the tractor. (laughs) Nice. We should write some script like uh, the Jay Peterman catalog. Yes, we should. We could talk about your fire hose pants and maybe the Cleveland Moto catalog. (laughs) Right. When you're hanging out with the boys, sitting around in the Moto shop, shit you'll actually need empanadas. Made with exotic imported seafood exactly. while drinking your boom beer in your firehose pants from the Duluth Trading Company. It just doesn't get any better. Than it was that. a completely exhausting day. I was at the end of my rope, but the empanadas were delicious. When you're hanging out at Cleveland Moto, just man the fuck up. Oh my god. Eat the beef jerky, drink the beer. Oh, there's a habanero chipotle from Grandpa's Cheese Barn. Yep, yep. There's uh, the honey glazed beef jerky. The honey glazed is amazing. You like that one? Yeah. The desert fire. That's what I'm gonna have. Is the desert fire hot? What's the next one? And what's the last one? Is sweet and spicy. Sweet and spicy teriyaki. You can. And to our friends at Grandpa's Cheese Barn, we are currently seeking sponsors. Oh, Grandpa would never sponsor us. I have a feeling there's a strong streak of Christian going to Grandpa's Cheese Barn. Yeah, he's closed on Sundays. Yeah, he's closed on Sundays. <laughs> the only place in the world you can see from the freeway in any direction. You're like, I want to stop it on Sunday. We're Christian as fuck. Full of Christian. If you include Satan. Mm. What's right next to it, though? <laughs> oh, Satan's adult, in the adult, adult. Actually, adult. Satan's not in the Bible. Adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big sign that just says adult. It's the roadside adult. Porn shop. <laughs> it's 100 feet tall, and it it's, just says adult. For those truckers that know they're going to be stopping at the 204 to 209, <clears throat> on the way up That's there, right. you can stop at the 175 and get you some porn on <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they are open on Pick up a friend <laughs> I've never thought about that But it literally strategically is set up for truckers oh, yeah. To pre-stage sure. On the way to their lot lizard Sure thing. Cause, yeah. Sure man Because you're, you're on the way You're either going to stop at you know, 204, 209 you're gonna go to The other way part. you might be stopping at 131 That's right. a duke and a, and flying, a flying Jane, hook baby. Flying Jane, yeah. flying hook yeah. I forget who I was driving south with <laughs> At one point in time, but we were passing that very giant adult sign. The giant adult sign. And I pointed, I'm like, hey, it's the roadside adult. Yep. And they looked at me and went, you know, sometimes <clears throat> sometimes I could use a roadside adult. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I ever went to... Uh... Like, you pull over and get advice. <laughs> you pull over and it's yep. not a porn shop. It's like a fatherly figure, like, well, son, 
<laughs> it's the, the first time I ever went to uh, Wisconsin. You cross the border, and the first, all you see, you see advertising signs for porn, for cheese, <laughs> and for gun shops. Right. For outdoor outdoor outfitters. Dude, that sounds like a fantastic weekend. Mars Cheese Castle. Do <laughs> <laughs> so they have throwing stars and fireworks? Yeah. Isn't that a Warren Zevon song? Like Born Guns and Cheese? Yeah. Like yeah. 40 miles over the border? That's the way it should be. And they have two cheese shops right next to each other competing. Yeah. Whose cheese is better? It's not Frankenmuth, Michigan, where there's 19 Christmas shops all competing <laughs> and in a, July. And an actual A&W, and an actual A&W stand. You mean in Hot Dogs and Whoopi? Oh. <laughs> oh, it's it's like going to Philadelphia, <laughs> and every single cheesesteak restaurant you see says the original number one, number one cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Like all of them, at some point, right. were number one. Yeah. Okay, Wait, so some of you cheese, fuckers are lying. Cheesesteaks. This is ridiculous. It's a cheesesteak, man. I was rioting last Saturday, and I went into Illyria. Okay. And, you know, oh God, like, you didn't get Illyria cheesesteak. No. So I saw this thing. Somebody told me that this place called Hanini's Plus okay. is a really good cheesesteak. Hanini's. Yeah. Okay. So I walk in there, and the first thing is a bunch of bags of tobacco, a bunch of hookahs. Right. Two guys in the back. It looked like they were selling whatever. Right. And it's called Hanini's. It's called and, meth. And, pa- and pagers. So right. I'm like, Pagers. I don't know if I really want to get a cheesesteak from this place. Yes. I'm going to get a cheesesteak from this place. You wouldn't even know they're making cheesesteaks because the cheese, the, the area they're making cheesesteaks is as big as a car table. Right. So I'm like, okay, I have a cheesesteak. Yeah. Best cheesesteak ever. Was it? Was it? Seriously? Was it? It was the best cheesesteak ever. If they used, I mean. Beef, but they also right. use lamb. It was right. like gyro meat, and and it was so much meat in it. It was like, like there was it was, and you got it from a, a cell phone store. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it was, <so> good. <laughs> what, was it was it Khalil? I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was Khalil. I'm sure it was Khalil. But it was really That's good. fantastic. So, so if you're ever in Illyria, downtown Illyria, yeah. and broad. We were having this discussion earlier about the uh, about the pepperoni <laughs> and cell phones. Yeah, you get a cell phone in case you're oh, you get it all. The uh, there's definitely amazing. a thing about Southern Ohio, West Virginia, Southwestern Pennsylvania. The pepperoni roll is alive and well, and for people that don't live here, they don't really know what they are. And I've been to the West Coast and met people that just didn't. I was like, "Well, we're going to stop and get like twenty pepperoni rolls, you know, at this place on the way into band camp." And people was like, "The fuck's a pepperoni the fuck roll?" Is a pepperoni roll. I'm like, "Well, you know, it's usually you know banana peppers and uh, some, you know a lot of greasy pepperoni in there, and, and if they're really good, there'll be some mozzarella cheese wow, and stuff in like there." A no provolone. Pocket right. It is a homemade hot yeah, pocket. It's, it's right. provolone. Well. Once again, the rule of pepperoni rules is there are no rules. That's true. They just right. it, as long as it has pepperonis in it. There's interpretations. The yeah. best thing I ever had was in school. Erie, PA, Carini's had pizza balls. Pizza ball is a little piece of dough, sauce, yeah. cheese, pepperoni. Yeah. Fold it up, made in a pocket, <clears throat> throw it in the deep fryer. Wow. That's deep oh. fried. The outside is crispy, crunchy. Yeah. Most of it's cooked, but like the very center is still cold? on the border. Of, <laughs> it's No, it's all like lava. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so it's going to burn your so face off. Technique for eating them, bite one end off, right. and then pump it. 
Oh, and get some cool air. <laughs> you have to leave it breathe. I love it. Let, let the steam come out. you got to pump it a little bit. Oh, this is definitely a food podcast. That's fantastic, man. <laughs> you got to sit there and pump it. Don't just try to dive into this. No, thing. I like it. Or you will not. Have no, you're literally going to burn your face off. You pump it, pump it, and then let it get like, That's okay, genius. There's no more steam coming out. And right. Then and now, you're, now you can eat it. It's just the perfect. Because like, you can't pump a hot pocket. Crispy, crunchy. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. Oh, you can. <laughs> this podcast is going on our second channel. Cleveland oh, Moto Culinary for crispy, <laughs> crunchy, ooey gooey, and they were like a buck for a big pizza. That's ball. fantastic! Oh, it was ridiculous. How big was said? They're also ball. home of the Nightmare Sub, which was fantastic too. It was like, now, how drunk you basically have to be. everything: peppers, onions, mushrooms, yeah. sausage, and everything thrown into a crock pot, cooked for half a day, and then throw it on a fresh baked uh, bread with a Amer- white American cheese. Ooh. Made it just, oh, that sounds fantastic. It was. That's nothing wrong with really that. It still exists. That's freshman fucking twenty five right there. So okay, okay. What's this place called? Hold New on. motorcycle trip. Carini's Erie PA. Carini's and Erie PA. We yeah. can do. That. We can get there that's, in four yeah, hours. We can go there, and that's, it's got Presque Isle and everything doable. else. I haven't right been there in a long time. We have to check yeah. and make sure there's still. White Turkey Drive-in. Right before you get to Presque. That's Presque. true. White, White Turkey Drive-in is right there. I think this is a road trip. Yeah. This is a perfectly good road trip. I'm writing this shit down. Just pizza ball. Now, <laughs> what's this size called? Of the golf ball? It was about it? that size. So you're talking about the size of a Carini's. C R or excuse me, C A R. Got it. I N I apostrophe S. Apostrophe S. Carini's. With, and then it's white turkeys right down there. That's in County at. Yeah. Still, well, then you got the Red Fox. There's all kinds of shit here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Those are two decent ones. That's Erie and that's in Conneaut. See, we'd start off in our neighborhood I gave at four the close quarters. Well, five. Having you know, dirty five ones. Five and a half. Well, <laughs> that's on the way home. Yeah. Get that on the way back. Close yeah. to six years of my life to Erie, PA. Six all right. years to get a four-year <laughs> Hey, there's a lot of people that go to school for six years. Okay, <laughs> They're called doctors. Okay, okay, doctors. <laughs> no, they go for eight. Did you go to Mercyhurst? <laughs> yeah. That's a cool place. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it. I know Mercyhurst. No, he's saying you wouldn't know that he'd been to Mercyhurst. Based on appearances, I hold a bachelor's degree. (laughs) I learned how to be a bachelor. I hold a degree in life. The... I'm a proud graduate of Lorain County Community College. Are you really? In Forsett, Elyria, Ohio. Wow. I'm thinking Good. about getting a set, second degree, though. Really? Since I'm going to have so much, like an online. I got my fire sciences degree from Lakeland Community College. That's what, that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. So you did yours from Lorraine? Yeah. So I did mine in Lakewood. GI Bill, baby. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's $470 a month. Oh, I got 900 and something. Yeah, well, I had college fun, too. So nice I, part, yeah, I, didn't burn I, it, I didn't burn it down fast enough. Oh, I was a part-time student instead of being a full-time student. Yeah. I got my Apple certified Macintosh technici- technician degree online. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, the, I have the world's most underused fire sciences degree. Believe me. <laughs> that's it. I, have I got my Kimball certificate on the refrigerator. That's true, you do. <laughs> I, saw I have that. the world's underused bachelor's in arts of fucking fine. Finance degree, too. Arts and finance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, how do they mix arts, arts and with finance. finance? That painting's worth $86. You're going to get a BS, <laughs> you're going to have bullshit, or you're going to have B, BA, which BF. is like Bachelor of Bachelor Arts. Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor yeah. of Science, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. I've got a BA in finance. <laughs> Big Why? ass. We've got, all the ba- we've got all the bases covered. All the bases here. covered. That's exactly it. Well, I, I went to school for music composition and realized that my degree would uh, basically... Boiled down to toilet paper after I got it. Well, yeah, I mean, so, music composition. That's right up there with Peggy's. She did, uh, in, what was it, graphic design just before computers became prevalent. Oh, really? Right. So, I know. 
Her whole graphic design curriculum for four years was doing like cutting and stuff up. Right. Yeah, I did. That. I did that. I went to vocational and school for and that. Doing all this stuff and layouts, all manual and not layouts. One second of it is digital. Yeah. And as soon as she walked into a job right out of college, they're like, "So this is an Apple PC? Right. Do you, yeah. Did you ever work on this software? Do you, you speak this? I mean, like, oh, yeah. the college didn't own a PC yet. Yeah, my uh, they bought them the year after she graduated. Of course they did. Right. My yeah. junior and senior year, I went to vocational school for graphic design, and we did all manual paste ups and everything. And once I graduated. It was like, eh, well, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Wasted your fucking Technology time. Technology has moved yeah. on. We had punch cards. Yeah. 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 That was the first. And the best thing that, <laughs> the, the most fun thing that we did was I would write uh, subroutines for line printers. The so line mm-hmm. printers would print an entire page at one time. Yep. And they would. They would come. The paper would come out really fast. Oh yeah, most year old. So I would insert. In other, when people would leave the room, I would insert endless loops of page feeds in their program. The tractor feed just run. And it used to hit the ceiling. The feet <laughs> line prayers would shoot the paper out so fast it would hit the ceiling and start filling up the room with paper, with paper. until the box was empty. And we would laugh our ass off. And then they would get blamed for it. Your educational resource is hard at work. <laughs> do not fold, spindle, or mutilate. Right. <laughs> do, not, do not fold, spindle, or mutilate. Exactly. But the, it was last year for oh, the God, what song punch is cards. That? And no, it was like oh, the hanging like chair. Every yeah. single punch card yep. had a hanging chair. Right. Every single one of them. Every program you had to redo like twenty times. Go through all of them. And yep. Yep. Clean them all up. I worked at the one company. They actually used like the green bar paper to print out. Yep. Like they're aging. Like we were doing agings and receivable. Right. Young kids are not listening to this podcast like, anymore. Yeah. Oh my god. I remember my old dot matrix printer. Would would. People don't realize yeah. is that every single one of us here has wasted maybe two, maybe three, maybe five years of their life on technology that is now completely 100% obsolete. Useless. Not, no, we're not saying it's like, I know how to rebuild a carburetor. That's obsolete, but it's still usable. Yeah. It's obsolete, there are fuel injectors, but you still need to be able to do that. This fucking VIC 20 shit that we're talking about. None of this is applicable today. Well, yeah, right. knowing how to put a ribbon in a dot matrix printer useless. is useless. Useless. Oh, we had a we had a computer programming class or computer class in yeah. high school in 1989, right? Which was like on a Commodore 64, yeah, exactly. and you could write programs like for next, if then, stuff. Twenty go to ten. Go to twenty go to ten. That's all it was. Dot ten. Matrix Asshole. Crew. Twenty go to ten. Enter. <laughs> the dot matrix printer still has its purpose if you're a serial killer or a absolutely uh, you know, <laughs> because there aren't yeah. any um, there's no trace there's evidence no, yeah right because all right. those other printers put in yeah. dots on it so they know which printer printed oh, it yeah. and all this other stuff so <clears throat> so if How you're do a you kidnapper hey, there's way around that too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we still passed around the uh, raw asbestos rock in science class did you get to handle the asbestos no we... like and pull apart the fibers and oh really oh no we, we just passed had it around the whole... it in my garage for my grandfather he thought Mercury. asbestos was good for everything Mercury in your hand Mercury did a lot of that that's what I think a whole lot of mercury in the hand business yeah and yeah. that's just, you know, that's, that's, uh, you're, you're going to lose a few. Make you explosive. You usually only lose the dumb ones. It's called natural selection. It's good for the, it's good for the tribe. It's pretty decent. That's a, we have a kid that came into the shop. His dad bought my old band at 1200. 
So his dad bought my old Bandit 1200 a couple of years ago. A responsible and, adult bought a Bandit 500. Right, and he's a and, and he's a big <laughs> fella, so it's a good fit for him. Right, so it's a good fit. It's the right bike for dad. Well, the son is 16, but like the son is 16, but true grain fed, like six one, easily oh, 265. He's, yeah, he's uh, a big yeah. kid, 16, 17 years old. He tried to buy my vape juice off me yesterday. Yeah, well, yeah, and his, his buddy's 18. The bigger one is his buddy. The, yeah. the baby Huey one, like six Oh, four oh okay, that's, yeah. That's, that, big, yeah, that's, that's my, his buddy. That's my nephew. Right, yeah, the baby Huey one. Yeah, yeah he, his, eye, just, no. his eyes were like a little too far apart. No, he's got there's, walleye vision. He's got one eye on each side of his head. Yeah, there's, there's some, he's, oh, no. he's got it. They're living chromosome. in the shadow of the nuclear power plant out in Perry. What do you want the vape juice for? He'd been smoking? He was, he, 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 it was time to quit? He'd been he, smoking since he was he, six or he was, va- he was vaping, and, and so was I, and he's like, oh, hey, can I he's try some of that? Pro. He was dipping vape juice. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I gave him a fill, gave him a squirt. and he goes out, and he comes back, and he's like, can I buy the rest of that off of you? Mm-hmm. Not kidding, he did. And I'm, I'm, I was apparently like, it was quite good. He never no. had real. He really never had suburban vape juice before. <laughs> so, so, uh, so once he got a taste of it, it's, it's, it's probably something one of his Amish neighbors is making yeah. in the barn. All the vape wow. juice I get's been stepped on. That tastes, <laughs> that tastes like it hadn't even been inside a spittoon. <laughs> that <laughs> tastes like it don't got no corn liquor He's in it. Vape and mentholiptus shit. Endocrine, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Extractions from horses. <laughs> oh God! Cutlass Lysol. But have we talked about motorcycles yet? I'm trying to, motherfuckers. Anal <laughs> glands. Um, anyway, in are we? So the kid bought an $800. The kid bought an $800 Bandit 1200 salvaged, and uh, it's been enjoyed. But it has no. Big, it's been neglected. It's an eight hundred dollar band, a twelve hundred, mm. and it's uh, prior to it's like a ninety eight or whatever, but it doesn't have the airboxes on it anymore, and the son of a bitch had one fifty five main jets in it. That's, That's a big. solid thirty numbers higher than they should be when they're big. It's yeah, one ten. Yeah, they're in that range. One ten, one ten. So yeah. that would run pretty good, but when you went full throttle, we'll go. <laughs> uh, we still have yet to we still have yet to prove that it was even living at this setup. Uh, I did look it up, and apparently Dynajet. There is some anecdotal Google information about Dynajet did have a jet package that went with something they sold that was 150 mains. Mm-hmm. But it also was, you know, clip needles, like move the clips around quite a bit, get the needles up real high. And this bike still had factory needles in it, which weren't even clip adjustable. So the factory Suzuki Bandit needles don't have slots in them. They're just one, yeah. one spot. So the ghetto way is to just stack a fucking bunch of little washers underneath it. Works just fine. Throw some E85 in and see if that's it'll a, run. I mean, that's, I know. that's <laughs> the symptom of overjetted. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you go there, you can yeah. ride it around a lot, but when you go full throttle, it, just, it falls on just that, yeah. and it just moisture comes out ho- the tailpipe. Like, if it's underjetted, right. it'll have it'll be hollow. You'll give it the get. It'll be that one where yeah. you give it, and then three quarters does nothing. Does where, not a damn thing. Where it's just wheezy. <clears throat> That's lean. That's lean as fuck. Mm-hmm. And the big problem with the overjetted is your spark plugs only stay clean for about a hundred miles. Yeah. And then it's like the bike's hard to start. Doesn't want to act the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to act. It smells super stinky. And a lot of guys will do that, and they do the makes your eyes water. Well, they do the double. They, they double down on stupid because they'll put big fat jets in it, and then they'll run like ninety six octane gas in it. So they're like, ah, and we're going to fix problem one by inserting problem two, and that's where you see a lot of the sport bikes that come in to the shop have been fuckered that way. And if we can get them a little closer back to the way they were built from the factory, uh, 
you know, there is nothing in the world less attractive to me than a 93 Katana. Because when we see a 93 Katana come into the shop, it is just going to be a shit sandwich. There's going to be... The guy I bought it from didn't like the way it ran, so he did this to it, which is completely unfounded internet bullshit. And the guy he bought it from did something just as bad. And now the prior guy to that, he did something just as bad. So you have like seven layers of just bad. Just like horrible bad tuning on top of each other. Is that the technical definition for fuckered? It is. It's okay. totally fuckered. And it's multi-layer fuckered. You know? Oh, the second I see them come in with a stretch swing arm, yeah. I'm like, nope, 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 Bugger, nope. Buggered nope. for English. Buggered uh, for English. Uh, English. Exactly. Buggered. Multiply buggered. Buggered. Yeah. Right. And, and alf-ga-fucked. <laughs> uh, uh, totally up fucked yeah, <laughs> extremely up fucked. The, uh, but that's a big thing is you got to be careful because when you buy a bike, you're not buying the sins of the previous owner. You might be buying the sins of three or four owners before you. And that's the way this thing came in. It's like I can tell with this bike there's two or three generations of <clears throat> bad tuning before it got impounded and was able to be sold with a salvage title. And so you were happy to dump it for 800 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. He he bought it for eight hundred. No, the kid. No, he's talking about like I shifted it off on a kid. Oh, but the point yeah. being, I didn't. I'm busy trying to shift a five hundred dollar VT five hundred off onto some <laughs> other kid, uh, <laughs> which is on a charger right now. <laughs> I am not. Believe me, I'm in a glass house. I'm not throwing stones that direction. The fact that people normal. Upright speaking people come to my shop all the time and try to buy stupid motorcycles off of me. It's beyond me. I try to show them the right bike, and they still are like, well, I think I'd really rather buy that VT500 from 1986 that hasn't run in 14 years and has been clearly systematically removing its turn signals for the past 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> there is not anything glass or plastic left on this motorcycle, and this kid wants to buy it for 500 bucks off. Its me. turn signals are like a suggestion. <laughs> but it does have a six speed. It does have a six speed. It is a liquid cooled 500. <laughs> It also has a shaft drive, and it also has a riding position that Prince wouldn't ride. I mean, it's it, too sounds like five hundred dollars all day. I mean, yes, it does. And you have one of those in your garage. It's a VT seven fifty. Oh, yeah, it's no, that it's not, plus half more. Have fun with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The difference is this VT five hundred runs. Well, yeah. And I paid two hundred fifteen dollars for it. So the uh, it does. I fired it up today. Oh, it does run. Hmm? Ha. I've owned two of those. Yeah. It's the only bike yeah. that the frame rusted out. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that You didn't happened. know it, but it apparently was your winter bike. it was I a know, late I was going to say, I know it happened. I've seen you ride in here on snowy nights and uh, <laughs> two inches of salt crust. Well, that was the only bike I really had. I mean, really? The frame, the frame rotted yeah, out? The whole, yeah, that's what your ruckus is going to look like next year. <laughs> <laughs> it might. Department of Salt Relocation <laughs> yeah. System. But the whole bottom, uh, really? Yeah, the they rotted out. Rail, Did it just sit outside before you got it? Like in no, some deep it looked, mud? It looked good. It looked fine. <laughs> I mean, the only time I've seen that is when they've been sitting in mud for a long time. Yeah, no. It, it, wow, it's kind of like recycling. It's crazy, it man. It just seemed like the there was a flaw in that. Yeah, the old, inferior metal. Or something? The, yeah. the water probably settled in there. Is what happened. Is you know that that <clears throat> horizontal tube, well, water probably just got right. in there. And it had yeah. a two inch, three inch, uh, half the. Half the frame. Really? Two inches was gone. Ride it out. Yeah. Holy shit. Never happened to me, man. Wow, that's crazy. The, uh, yeah, I just, it. we're getting a lot, we're getting a lot of banded exposure at the shops these days. So, you know, the red we one are. I bought, well, the red one I bought is back yeah. there. So that's, that's, these guys are working on that one. So see if our Dale Walker stuff arrived yet. And, uh, 
So yeah, we've got th- so we got two bandits over at the other shop. We got one bandit over here. It's Bandit Days at Cleveland anyway, Moto. Father and son bandit. It's nothing. There's nothing wrong with them. I think that they're a good motorcycle. I, I do have all the faith and confidence in the world in the Bandit 1200. Yeah, I think they're fantastic bikes. What's that? I mean, Katana's like. I just you know what? I do understand the Suzuki lineage of things, and I understand that a that a Bandit is not that far of a trip away from a Katana. I understand that. Why do I get so angry at katanas? Usually, it's the katana, the katana operator. Like, I won't own a katana, unless it's first or second year. You think you'll catch the disease or something? Exactly. <laughs> right. That's it. You get a tattoo of, like, sushi on your arm. Yes. <laughs> Skulls. Yeah. Skulls. So, ask some, him. Some, some random kanji script that you have no yeah. idea what it means. Yeah. I can tell you many, many times that the, the service department here at the shop from a distance, just look for the unnecessary chrome spikes and bright green skulls or bright purple skulls. From a distance, that's the katana. Yeah, that's the one of many katanas. And that's how katanas come in here. Or usually they come in here, they're clearly 90s katanas, round headlights, oval tail taillights. But then they have GSXR stickers all over them. So the whole bike is covered in GSXR stickers. And the one guy brought it into our shop, and he's like, yeah, I got a, I got a GSX-R750 I need you to work on. Or, and I was like, yeah, yeah, bring it in. That's, that's fine. You know, GSX-R is a solid bike. We'll work on it for you. And the guy brings it in, and I went, hmm, when did you buy this? He goes, oh, like three weeks ago. I said, GSX-R, huh? And he goes, yeah. And I said, close. Close. <laughs> you missed it by like two letters. <laughs> we, got the G, we got the G part right. <laughs> From there, it went downhill fast. And... Uh, yeah, the, the guy, the previous owner, had put GSXR stickers all over this bike. But it was still that oval-eyed, bullshit katana. And that's the way it showed up. And the guy was like, he's like, well, I ordered all these parts. And he'd ordered GSXR parts. So he brought in $300 worth of parts that weren't for his motorcycle. Because mm. he thought he owned a GSXR. He didn't bother looking at his title or his frame. Yeah. So <laughs> His Gixa turned out to not be a Gixa. <laughs> Turned out to be a fucking you gypsy, not a gypsy. Katana, yeah. not very much fun at all. It's a gypser. It is a gypser. <laughs> he got gypsered all right. He got gypsered hard. The uh, gypser, not even fun in that game. Yeah, that's that's so bad. The uh, we haven't had anything like super duper bad come into the shop. This week, I mean, I'd say it's been pretty. Hey, you're this tomorrow, week. right? That's true. There's, yeah. there's still one day you're left. Telling no, me you didn't been... have a Royal Enfield or a Chinese scooter come in? Nope. Oh, I had someone try and bring a Chinese. Gods yeah, we, yeah, we. The gods are smiling. The at gods you, are smiling. Someone tried to bring a Chinese scooter in today, and I told them, "Hey, you know, there's a little shop down the street. Who's that? You take yeah. that. Get, yeah, just get take that. it down yeah. there. Was that the people the red trailer? Yeah, yeah. They they came around the front and tried the same thing. Wait, like, you got a place where you can dump Chinese scooter customers? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, he sells them. Perfect. Yeah. His shop's yeah. called T-Rex. It's got a picture of a dinosaur in the front of it. How's Rex spelled? W-R-E-C-K-S? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> oh, shit. We need to go there at 3 o'clock in the morning and change the sign. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he sells all the China's finest and uh, Hyusung. So oh, he sells yeah. Hyusung and he sells China's finest. You drive by, there's these, like, oh my God. trikes. Ice bears. Ice bears. He's got the wide selection of Eton Beamers. Yeah, the, and ice bears, the the, the big Chinese uh, Harley looking cruisers, and he's got the the California Scooter Company <clears throat> motorcycles that are the exact KTM orange. Mm-hmm. So like from three hundred feet away, it's a KTM. It's a KTM. Mm-hmm. 
And then you get up close to it, and you're like, oh, okay. What's <laughs> <laughs> the name of the little microscopic organism that you can't kill? The that you can't kill them? The little the little bears? Uh, yeah. Oh, little things that go up in space and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. little bears. Yeah, they're like cysts. Like, no, they like they like look like little. They look yeah, like little. It looks like a gummy bear. It looks like a gummy bear, but it's it basically it's some kind of a worm. But I'm yeah, just waiting for like a Chinese scooter to come out. To come out. That, that, that name. Water bear. Oh yeah. Water, water bear. Bears yeah. Are... Water bear. Mm. Yeah. Well, these are ice bears, and ice bears a brand. Don't, like, don't they look like ruckuses? Like yes. Yeah. Some of the ice bears makes it perfect. Yeah, but they're three wheels. Yeah. And so they take a ruckus, and they have a ruckus that has two in the back, and they have a ruckus that has two in the front, and they have a ruckus that has four. It's and then they focus. and then they have a ruckus with a GY6150 motor in it. It's a forkus. And yeah, they make I mean Ice Bear makes a thing called the Black Widow that's a 250 cc V twin that's n- 9 feet long. It's got the most ridiculous front <laughs> fork on it. It's a trike back end with a chain dual jack shaft. So it's like the worst possible engineering or lack of engineering. And then there's chrome everywhere and spikes everywhere already from the factory. And it's called the Black Widow. And the way it looks, which looks like somebody had way too much fun over the weekend with a spike and chrome catalog, that's factory. That's the way it came out of China. It's like somebody in China's building that thing going, this is awesome. You know what? Somebody in America probably ordered that fucker, though. Oh, you know it. Yeah. No, never underestimate. Over in China, they're building that going like, oh, they're going to love this. You know? No, I think that in China, somebody's going, you want what? <laughs> I'll build it. I don't want to, but I'll build it. Right. And every time I see somebody who's like a, a distributor, and I'm, I'm going air quotes when I say distributor, but when every time I meet a distributor of these Chinese products, it usually is some fucking hilljack motherfucker who's like, I'm going to make a ton of money. I'm going to order in three containers of these things, sell them for $1,800 a piece, and then poof, I'm gone. Warranty? Fuck warranty. I'm not even going to be here. I'm going to be in the next county at the next flea market selling them there. And that's what they do is they move along they move along. And you can't well, like hit a moving target. You can't tra- sue them because they're not there anymore. Yeah, yeah it's like the tractor shop. And- right. Look, they got these $1,800 Enduros. You right. buy them. Exactly. It comes in a crate. All you got to do is yep. put the front wheel on right. everything. Yeah. I'm like, do not do that. Dude. Right. Don't be an idiot. Oh, no. People call us all the time. And they're like, if I order this Chinese thing. Yeah. If that thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a water bear. That's a water, water bear. Water bear. Yeah. Yeah. Microscopic water little bear. But the, uh, <laughs> these people call the shop all the time. They're like, I'm going to order this thing. And it's going to come in a crate. I'm going to have it shipped to your shop, and you're going to build it and prep it. No, I'm not. Well, they said you would. <laughs> Who's they? Well, the guys in Texas. The guys in South... Because Texas has got some really loose laws on this importation thing. And so the guys that are they're shipping them in from Texas, and then they're drop shipping them to your house out of Texas... Well, they're telling their customers... Any motorcycle shop or scooter shop... They're giving them our name. They're giving them our phone number. What? Yeah. Like, literally... Have you called them? By name. Absolutely. And what do they say? I'm sorry. um, That company doesn't exist anymore. They take no (laughs) credit for that. They... It ain't the... Yeah. 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 for your pants. That's exactly... It is not... It is not the first time somebody's called them angry from a reputable motorcycle shop. Wow. These are charlatans. These are the definition of charlatans. Okay. So when you call them pissed off that they gave out your name and you have some quality standards and they're giving your name to this potential customer to let's sort of ride on your credibility. 
well, this bike's great. Cleveland Moto would be happy to install everything for Check you. Check our bullshit to any reputable dealer. Oh, my God. This bike's fantastic. Cleveland Moto's been assembling these things for us for years. Just call Phil over there. Here's the number. Tell him we sent you. That and sounds then, like alternative facts. Ex- well, yeah, that sounds a little bit like alternative facts. <laughs> but I've called these guys several times from several different companies. I call there, and I'm angry, and they know the rap. Like, most of the time, they just don't pick up the phone because they see caller ID or something. But when I try to get through that, I'm like, hey, man, you, you used our name. Well, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you used my name to sell your product. Call a lawyer. Okay. All right. Sugarland, Texas, or where the fuck you're from. And that's what happens. They, there's nothing you can do to stop them from doing it, practically. And I say practically in the Road way... Road trip. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Road <laughs> trip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Knuckle I sandwich. See, I see a dumpster fire in their future. <clears throat> Those two yeah, scooters you had back there had... Uh, Luke was saying that they had different fasteners... Yeah. Like different kinds of fasteners for every single right. hole. Like they had a, like a bucket of yeah. random fasteners that they right. picked up on. Not symmetrical. No. Asymmetrical. Totally fasteners. asymmetrical fasteners. <clears throat> It'll be like a license plate bracket held on by four bolts. All four bolts will be different. That's bizarre. And like we saw a couple of them that came in that was like this. They were both ordered from the same day in the same company on the same email. And they showed up in matching crates. But then when you opened them up, the bikes were relatively the same color, but they weren't even, the nomenclature on the bikes wasn't even symmetrical. Like, they were ish. The customer said, I'll take two of those. And what he received was one Fling Poo 150 and one Fling Poo Mark III 150 that were eh, squintable. Yeah. yeah. They'll pass the squint test. It's the only thing they had an inventory at that point. Ship those fuckers out. Just get them the fuck out. They yeah. cost four hundred ninety nine dollars. You sell them for eighteen hundred bucks. It's a great profit margin. And you know what? Reincorporate every hundred and eighty days so the lawyers can't track you down. We need your credit card up front. That's exactly right. Yep. That's it. So don't do that. Well, what people don't realize too is that the the people who are ordering this shit are so stupid. They don't realize that after the bike shows up and it's all up fucked. And we tell them you made a horrible mistake. They don't even realize that they can do a chargeback on their credit card and make it all go away. And I said, "Look, call the state attorney general's office. Do a chargeback on your credit card. Make the problem go away." Well, I don't want to spend good money after bad. No, you're fucking lazy. It's not good money after bad. It's just fucking do it. Bad call money. your credit card well, company. But at, at, that, at that point, they don't care that they lost. They don't care. Bucks. They don't so care. Fuck them. Right? They're like, oh, it was, it was only twelve hundred bucks. You need to learn how to say "abga fucked" in Chinese. <laughs> yeah, I think I know how they say "abga fucked" in Chinese. Yeah, Zongshen. <laughs> yeah. Now that would be funny. If you found out that, that all this time they know they're fucking you, and they just said they. Could, Hey, yep. Shen. Zong Shen. Like, they're they're just like, we named the company <laughs> after fucking you. Come on. Do your homework. Do your homework, man. We made it obvious. There's this thing called Google. I, when I was going to do, when after 2008 was so bananas for us, I was going to order in 100 of the Chinese scooters at the lowest build quality, like the absolute check every low box. Because I figured if you can't beat them, join them. And 
So I was going to just join, and I was going to order 100 or so in, but we were going to call the bike, because they'll do all your branding for you. Yeah. They'll put your stickers on for you and everything. We were just going to call it the Caveat Emptor 150. <laughs> it's a nice Italian-sounding name. That would have been funny. And it's a great name. It <laughs> the, sounds like it's The Italian. buyer beware. The Caveat Emptor. Oh, dude, you got a Caveat Emptor 150. Yeah, that's Italian. It's the Caveat Emptor. Right, the Caveat Emptor 150. And you go into court and try to sue me, because every fucking lawyer and every judge Day one of judge school is caveat emptor. Day one, day two of lawyer school is caveat emptor. After billing, the uh, yeah, they're, they're per diems a second. Right, thing they per diems a second. <laughs> right. So you go into court and you're like, I need to sue Phil Waters because he sold me a fucked up scooter and it's it, it's called the caveat emptor 150. And the judge and the lawyer's like, hold on. Back the tape up. <laughs> We're gonna come at this one again. What's it called? <laughs> Caveat Emptor One Fifty. I see what you did there. <laughs> Dismissed. Move along, <laughs> sir. I, I, sir, I see you're about to learn a very painful life lesson. <laughs> it's gonna cost you about a thousand dollars to learn, learn this life lesson. Yep. Uh, I think that's the way to do it. I still, I still think we should import one and call it the Fling Poo. Well, that we got to give uh, proceeds to Mike Taki for that one because yeah, well, no, he'll, he'll get his Speed cut. City Speed City Cycles yeah. gets the cut on that one. Yeah, Taki the, will get well because all the West Coasters now from me traveling he'll, around, he'll get ten percent. I, I spread the fling poo virus to the West Coast. I it's like just rubbing on people out there. But every time I'd rub on somebody, they'd go like, hey, fling poo, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's not, I hear people on the West Coast talking about fling poos all the time, and I'm like, I got to give credit where credit's due. That's Mike Taki. Who sold quite a few Eton Beamers in his day. <laughs> quite a few <laughs> fling poos. Quite a few fling poos. Right? Yeah. The, the, we used to say the best of the worst was a phrase that one of our guys came up with. He was like, that's Chinese. But it's the best of the worst. But uh, one of our, our friends on the West Coast in San Diego, he uses the term China's finest. And I like the way that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> what kind of bike is it? Oh, I, I only sell China's finest. And they're like... I like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> top shelf. Top shelf. <laughs> Even the scum at the bottom of the barrel has to have a top layer. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's bad. But it's the best of the bad. <laughs> We've consulted all the other shitty ones, and they look up to this one. <laughs> this is the one they all aspire to be someday. Yeah. Anytime anybody says, with Honda motor, or Yamaha motor, or Yamaha Inspired uh, or Honda yeah. inspired or Yamaha designed. We build motors for Yamaha. No, you don't. Honda pit bike. Italian inspired. Craigslist means you open it up and it's a little one of those little Chinese freaking. Of course it is. Yeah. Pool start. Yeah. Well, that's why you can't buy a CT70 now without actually physically going there and smelling the bike. Because a CT70, you know, they're very good. The Chinese have been very good about copying every element about a CT70, but the smell is a dead giveaway. When you smell, like you get up close to one of those fake CT70s, yeah, just 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 lift the seat. You'll know immediately as soon as you get that seat up. You're like, oh yeah, I know that smell. Yeah, I, t- I, t- I mean, yeah. So you're saying if it smells like a hillbilly's ass, that it's probably a genuine CT70? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it smells like Johnny Mac's ass, if it smells like a 30 year old wet Run garage, away. Okay. well, you want to have that mustiness. You want to smell the mustiness. If it smells like KB Toy and Hobby, run away. No, yeah. Whatever happened to the Simba? Whatever. Uh, so SYM Sanyang Motors. Um, I believe they're still being imported, probably through Alliance Power Sports. Um, California, isn't it? Yeah, I think he is. I think he is California, and uh, I think that's Mike out there doing that. 
But I think that's Alliance Power Sports is doing the importation on those. Um, SYM, uh, Steve just bought another SYM. Yeah, what did you buy this week, Steve? <laughs> Last week. <laughs> RV250. Another RV250. Yeah, yeah. Those are great. Bikes. How many have you owned? This would be five or six. So that's three quarters, <laughs> three quarters of the units I sold. I mean, okay, so when you really look at the breakdown, though, you could yeah. buy a Chinese piece of Fling Poo. Right. Or you, for not even much more money, you could buy something like a Simba, or better yet, yeah. a K-Pipe. Oh, K-Pipe. Yeah, K-pipes are fun. For They're Chinese fun scooter money, you could actually have Taiwan quality. Of course. Well, and we've sold <laughs> we've sold metric ass tons of Super 8s and Kimco Agilities, which are Chinese, and they are China's finest as far as we're concerned. Um, that same factory makes all the BMW 650 stuff. I mean, just uh, buy a buddy at that point. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of ways to skin that cat. It's just funny that there's this perceived skin game. Skin that smoke wagon. Yeah. <laughs> Don't but not all Sims are made. In They're Taiwan. not exactly, and there so is a certain amount of that when you're buying in that. And when you're buying in that price point, the trick is you want people want to spend no money, but they want quality for it, and that's a very fucking dangerous place to be. So what you pay for? Yeah, and so yeah, you can sell somebody an eighteen hundred dollar Kimco, and it'll last them five or six or seven or eight or ten years, but you could also take that same exact two thousand dollars, and you could buy. Any any one of a hundred vintage or not even vintage a 1992 Honda VT750 Shadow that will last you another 15 years. Uh, 92 is vintage. That's 25 years old. That is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. Well, if you want to feel old, all well, of a but, but <laughs> the nice BV. thing about the VT you is buy a BV for that kind of money now. Yeah, for used BV, and absolutely. Those right. will last for sure. I love that China car I bought. This says designed in Japan. Designed in Japan. It was worth the $16 <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah. paid designed for. Designed in Japan. One of those Kikens? Kikin, right. A Kikin, yeah, Kikin, Kikin carb. not Kian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can see where they just scratched on the die <laughs> to make the H into a K. Yeah. But that is a, it is a strange thing. It's very difficult. This podcast was founded on doing everything but doing it less expensively. Right? So spending less money and having a good time doing it. Which means that 92 VT750 Shadow is the best bike in the world because it's cheap to buy, it's easy to maintain, it's going to be there for you, and it's going to qualify for historical registration. So you're going to put one plate on it for the next fucking 50 years, and your insurance is going to be like whatever you find in your pockets when you take your pants off at the end of the day. Put that in a jar. That'll pay for your insurance for the They year. might pay you. Right, exactly. And wow. They accept sticky pocket lint? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, one of my... They accept keys to Cleveland Moto? One of my customers has an early 90s vintage Shadow 750. And he's 50 years old. His annual insurance for the bike is $106 for the entire fucking year. That's crazy. Well, let's find out what policy he's running. Well, that's but that's a good thing. But when well, you I think usually about, run about four, I, okay, so with Progressive, I right. do, I insure my bikes through Progressive. Right. Um, you can only put four bikes on one policy. one policy. If I wanted to have all my bikes insured, I'd have to have like two or three policies. Yeah, you right. know. Yeah. So I do four at a time. Sure. You can call them in a moment's notice and switch bikes around. Absolutely. Put them on a yep. You know what I yep. mean. And I think for four bikes on that policy is maybe two fifty a year or something right. like that. For four motorcycles, two fifty a year. Yeah. Now, take any one of those motorcycles and replace it with a twenty one thousand dollar Harley Davidson that's four years old. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to watch that insurance bill quintuple. It's going to get massively, massively bigger. And I'm not insuring the bikes at all. Exactly. 
Right. But if I had a $21,000 bike, you're that's damn right. sure I want to insure that. Sure. And well, so that's like the concept of the, the spirit of the podcast is that we've always been trying to do things more affordably. And that's getting back to that soul of being affordable transportation is, yeah. But affordable Cheap. is not necessarily the cheapest. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You do have to spend money sometimes to make something affordable. Oh, we have a customer that has a, a Volusia, a Suzuki Volusia, that's an 800cc pre-carbureted. So it's not a boulevard. It's a, I mean, it's a carbureted. It's pre-fuel injected. Thank you. Pre-carbureted. <laughs> it runs on farts. <laughs> it ran on hamsters. Direct ass injection. That little bolly that's got a hose. Paraffin vapor. Paraffin vapor. you got to crank it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it's a flame liquor. Yeah. Paddle. So I can't recall off the top of my head what year it is, but it's it's old enough to be old. like that one. He spends... It's cheap. The bike is cheap. The bike's worth nothing. It's a shitty, cheap 800cc, beat to fuck, drop too many times bike. Every fucking year, he gives us seven or $800 a year to maintain it, to clean the carb because he doesn't ride it enough, to, to fix this, you know, the broken turn signals and I parked it against my garage wall sideways thing. Like, but just the maintenance of this bike, he's paying way too much money for a shitty bike guy at work just was talking to me about his bike oh man my bike these new bikes today i got a it's a 76 gs 750 i bought it new back in 76 it's like i don't like these new bikes my gs 750 it's like a big bike you buy a 750 today and it's like a small bike he's like you know i'm like well what can i look it up i'm like oh is it this blue and silver one yeah that's it right yeah how many miles are on it how i mean do you ride it much he's like 2,400 miles. <gasps> oh, from new? From new. He's the original From owner. new? From new. He's put 2,400 miles on a silver and blue GS750. Wow. Like, this thing, yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. That's your step ninja. 2,400 <laughs> miles. I'm like, wow. On a fucking 40-year-old so, motorcycle. What I, so I asked him, I'm like, when's the last time you were rode it? That's 20 batteries. What I was hoping... <laughs> well, no, and what I was hoping was like, well, it doesn't I bought please. it, I haven't ridden it since yeah. the 80s or 90s, you know. It's up for grabs. Nope. I start it up, I run it, I take it for... I run it every year. Yeah. He's put 20... And he's muscle... He's got, every yeah. couple of years, I put a new battery in it. Yeah. Every, but for... Since 1976... He's maintained this yeah. bike with 2,400 miles on it. It's it's a very weird economy because <laughs> if you try to tell somebody you're riding motorcycles because wow. you're trying to save money, and you come across somebody who knows what they're talking about, they're going to call you out in a second because they're going to be like, oh, really, saving money, huh? Yeah, you're getting 42 miles to the gallon, 50 miles to the gallon. Okay. When was the last time you put a battery in that bike? This is about a $70 battery. Put one in two years ago? All right. Tires last ten thousand miles, right? Or so, yeah, 40, exactly. Miles. Yeah, and and like when you get through expendables on a motorcycle, when you talk about maintenance on a motorcycle and everything else, unless you're putting record record breaking mileage on that thing, Hot it's mileage. it's really hard to get that motorcycle to get close to a twenty five mile per gallon car that you're going to get one hundred fifty thousand miles out of. Because when you think about at least the way I am with cars, when I get rid of them, they're one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand miles. Well. Amortize that out. The oil change comes in every 5,000, 6,000 miles. <clears throat> a battery comes in, what, every eight years? I'm still running the original battery in my Tundra from 08. Five at least. Now, right. wait a minute. To, to, to amortize it out, you yeah. have to have a, a BA in finance. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's yeah. it's hard to sell that. <laughs> it's really hard to sell that mm. motorcycles save you money thing when you think about like, oh yeah, and I buy a new one every seven years. Oh boy, now you're fucked. Yeah, that's all, it. All, be all of our finance. You know what they taught me? You'd have a secretary to do that. <laughs> Are you looking up in the that's table? back when they called them secretaries. Now right. they call them administrative assistants. Look it up in the table. <clears throat> Go now, down now and they, over. Now that's they it. just say Google. Right, Google that shit. <clears throat> but it is with motorcycles. You're not. I mean, there's a. It's a very false statement to say I'm doing it to save money. I'm doing it because I love doing it. I tell right. people I'm saving money on gas to justify why I'm doing it. The but, break point yeah. on motorcycles is like three fifty to four. Four dollars a gallon, I think. Is it? I mean, I yeah. think if you're looking at like yeah. overall maintenance cost and right. longevity and whatever, but if you buy a Honda, you can get a hundred thousand miles out of it. Right. And so if you're riding, if but you're getting does? eighteen thousand or eighteen gallons or miles per gallon in a Tundra, yeah. and you're getting fifty miles yeah. to a gallon in a motorcycle, and you're riding fifteen thousand a year, then it doesn't work out. I mean, it's the but same in my thing life, ninety percent of the Toyotas I've sat in were over a hundred thousand miles. But 1% of the Hondas I've sat on were, motorcycles were 100,000 right. miles. So if, like, every fucking, every fucking car on the road that's over 10 years old is over 100,000 miles. Oh, yeah, now they are. Whereas I can only think of a handful of motorcycles in my life that have been over 100,000 miles. But I love you know? that statistic on yeah. the Kimco XC500. Yeah. That, the, you know, the, the serviceable lifespan of that motor is 250,000 right. miles. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But it'll never see it. Right. And Moto Guzzi does the same thing. Moto Guzzi is very proud of the fact that their motorcycles are engineered to do 300,000 miles. Every single bike they sell is engineered to do 300,000 miles. Now, it's just the sheer consumption or the consumptive nature of motorcyclists to want to get a new one every you know, 20 or 30,000 miles hobby. or so. Most people, it's a hobby. It's it not is. a way of life. Or right? a vanity thing, you know. Right, right. Look, look. there's a new BMW. I must have it. I was going to say, how many times have you bought a motorcycle? You're like, this is the motorcycle I dreamt of. Right. I'm going to have it. This is this And I'm going to run the me. tits I'm, off yeah. of it. I'm done. That, that'd be like every and one. And like seven years later, you <laughs> want a divorce. <laughs> seven exactly minutes right. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven years, years later. Seven <laughs> minutes later. Seven years. <laughs> I right. jumped, I I jumped my view at Park Avenue because... You don't know Steve I could have easily... <laughs> It, lo- it blew an axle shaft, and I like I could have ju- I could have put a new axle sure. shaft in it. Last time I blew I an axle shaft, they kicked me out of the service shop. I got it for free. I'd been driving it for seven years. Yeah, it had been broken into three times. I was just like, "You're I'm just good. tired. Of You've this. been good to me, but right. I can't. Do this relationship's this over. I just can't do it anymore, <laughs> baby. I want it's just not my, working I out. Bike half my age and, and twice as hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, and that is true. And like. For a lot of people, multiple motorcycles because you can't have multiple partners. You know, the multiple motorcycle. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> multiple yeah. motorcycles is totally justifiable. Like, guess again. Because <laughs> left hand and right hand. So <laughs> there's the motorcycle you want to ride, and there's the motorcycle you want to ride over to mom's house. You get a lot That's of diversity true. in motorcycles. Yes, One, you, do. you know, a little tiny bike, a big bike. A, yeah. Four, you know, like a sport bike versus a, a dual sport versus right. a this. It's a world of difference. There's, you get a lot of variety. I don't. And they're all fun. Yeah, and I don't hang out with a lot of people that own one motorcycle. We're talking about motorcycles, right? Right. Okay. We're talking about motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Not Still checking that. Checking that out. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Well, I had an interesting it. conversation with a woman today. It was, I'm an addict, and I'm, you know, I've been dating this addict, and blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. And she was going back and forth about her relationship and this yeah. guy, and I texted him. And they're both addicts. He didn't. He ain't text me. He's in the VA hospital and everything. Right. 
She's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I have a wife. Well, yeah, really? How long have you known her? 25 years. Right. Really? Do you ever cheat on her? How many? You cheat on her, right? And I'm like, no, I never cheated on her. Never did it. She was blown away with it. She her. couldn't accept the fact that you didn't cheat on your wife what? all the time. Yeah. Right. And you were together for 25 years. Yeah. That's the addict mindset. Yeah. And you're saying, I can. It was interesting because at Why, first was, it was, was she offering? Like, well, that's how it started out. Yeah. It kind of started out like. Yeah. I just need to talk to a guy about this. Uh-huh. Was she trying to get her? Uh, yeah, to was she this, trying to get her water bill taken care of? Uh, and then like <laughs> that too, probably. You're barking up the wrong tree. Lady. But then it was kind of funny though. Whenever I brought it to the like, yeah, I've been with my wife for 25 yeah. years. Yeah, never cheated on, never gonna. Right. Oh, really? That's so and sweet. off she fucked. That was it. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> yep. Tramp repellent. She's I like, feel sometimes like shit. My water ain't getting turned back. I felt like now. I needed to lie to her, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. To her. <clears throat> Oh yeah, 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 sure. You're no. cheating on your motorcycles? No, I'm cheating on like one of the other motorcycles. Like you ride one, right? You're like you're thinking, I'm thinking to myself, well, oh, I do that. You know, I feel bad. I go out in the garage. This one, yeah. Because I, I go out in the garage and I'm like, <laughs> I'm a bad, I'm a bad dad. I've been spending all my time riding this one over here and that one over there, sitting. I need to go out and ride that one today. <laughs> and so I'll go out and ride them. Now think about this. And it's not on a battery tender. I'm going to make an <laughs> asshole statement. Sometimes I ride motorcycles I don't necessarily want to ride at the moment just because they need to get ridden. I'm like that with women. I did. <laughs> I was even worse. I was yeah. even worse. I went just over kidding. and I was starting up bikes and yeah. triaging them and everything. Right. I could have just picked the first bike, sure. started it up, yeah. gone for a ride. Gone for a ride. Enjoyed myself. That's right. No, I spent all the time that right. I could have spent riding Working. starting up four other bikes right. trying to find out, getting ready. Right. For the season, when I could have just you could have that. been having sex with one of them, but you were jacking off five instead. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to, try to cycle through twelve bikes, which is what I do. I've been there, and I cycle. Oh, I mean, you. I know yeah, you have. I've been there. There well, were years when I did through that. Twelve bikes. Solid, it's like you yeah. have to go through a tank after it's tank, bullshit. After tank after tank after yeah. tank, and then keep the gas fresh in every single. Oh, that's impossible. Steve, Steve's the bike fluffer. Yes. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby. How you doing? How you doing? Ready to go? Ready to go? Ready Come to go? Ready to go? Now I'm going to put you to bed. There you go. That's it. It's just you're blue balling all these bikes. All the these bike bikes are getting blue balls. You're blue balling all this before. We can make money off this. The universal bike battery. Yeah, right. You just take it yeah. out of this bike, stick it in this bike, start that one. You know what? I, it's I, called a zero. It's called lithium. Yeah, we've got a couple of shots. You could absolutely move it around. Plug it and play it. I like the Odysseys because the Odysseys can go mm-hmm. dead and yep. you could bring them back up and zombie batteries. Well, if you just had a garage full of zeros, you could just be battery, mm. battery. You don't yeah. need battery. You just don't need a garage. Battery. You need one phase and you need. <laughs> you just need yeah, one. You yeah. need, yeah. Did we talk about the zero service, wave runner? Hundred amp service. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked about it last time. Yeah, yeah. Zero. Well, I just mean moving the battery so you can sneak that? up on fish. Where was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate bass fishing vehicle. <laughs> Go through the water. Don't make what any else noise at all. What could make besides a wave runner, a snowmobile? I think they could. Why not? Rotate. They do. Think about like those little they remote control helicopters. Snowmobile. I didn't know that. Shit, or drones I'm, or whatever. I'm damn probably, sure I saw they that. just come out with a one? Full size. I don't know. Oh, no, you know what? Might, it might have been the jet ski. It's a jet ski. Yeah, jet ski. Yeah, jet ski. yeah sorry. You need to make a My bad. For everyone, TV. everyone always tells everyone always tells all of the people that work at Zero, and a lot of them listen to the podcast. Everyone at every event where Zero is there, right? who works in the booth and wears a Zero shirt, gets to hear this 3,000 times a day. <laughs> you know, you guys need to make a insert name thing here. Mm-hmm. 
You guys need to make a dune buggy. You guys need to make an ambulance. You guys need to make a helicopter. You guys need to make a this. How come you don't make a scooter? You should totally make a scooter. You should make a scooter. Why don't you make a mobility scooter? A jiggly wiggly. A bread machine. On behalf of everybody <laughs> on behalf of everybody that works at zero and works really, really hard and doesn't need to answer your stupid fucking but I'm a special snowflake and I want the thing that I want because I'm special. Okay. I'm gonna give the answer that they should give you, but they're not allowed to. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and the horse you rode in at. We build motorcycles because you can sell enough motorcycles to pay for your R&D. We don't sell scooters because this is America. You scooter-loving f- fuck. You and the other one one-thousandth of one percent of your scooter-buying populace in America aren't going to cough up the 10 grand that's required to buy a zero-powered scooter. So quit pretending like you would, because you won't, you cheap fuck. You're already saying that the scooter isn't cheap enough for you. You want it to now be electric-powered. You are the cheapest person on the planet. (laughs) And if you want to know how that works, look up Vectrix. That's a Vectrix. That's the Vectrix business model. And it failed with three different people in charge of it. And a lot of dealers got fucked because of a lot of people that came and said, you know what, if they made an electric scooter, I'd buy three of them. German designed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And they didn't sell any of them in Germany. Yeah. And that's the like that's that thing is if marketing departments right actually listened to the slack jawed mouth breathing yokels that attend motorcycle shows and events, They'd be spinning their wheels in outlandish directions everywhere. I, at the shop, I call it the four-door Corvette principle. <laughs> Everyone comes in and says... Oh, didn't Porsche build that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah, but everybody comes... Twos ever, I mean, those things were ugly as heck. Everybody comes into the shop and says, You know what? You know what? If this bike... If this bike had an eight-inch higher handlebar and a, and a dual exhaust instead of a single exhaust, I'd buy it right now. And you go, Oh, well, I happen to have one in my warehouse right now that has a six-inch higher handlebar and dual exhaust. So let's go write that paperwork up. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I, I, I was just saying. Dude, I was just saying. Just, just saying. Right. And so it's like going into a Corvette dealership and saying, man, the second they come out with a four-door Corvette, I'm going to buy one. <laughs> All you're doing is protecting yourself from making the purchase. You're trying to have an opinion about something and saying, I'm special. Why don't you build it for me? They didn't build one for me, so I didn't have to buy one today. Look at me. I saved all this money, and I can be a pretentious dickhead and say that when they build the one that I want, God damn it, I'm going to go out and buy 20 of them. And that's why everyone says, I want to have a quad, or I want to have a this, or I want to have a that. Zero will sell you the battery, the power controller, and the motor. Put on your engineering boots and, and go make your bike. <laughs> go exactly <laughs> off you fuck. Right, and you know what's going to be great? Build your prototype. Once you get your prototype together, get get some testing, and then order a thousand units. You got it, baby. Yeah, yeah. And then find out like they, all the people in the quads did in 2006, 2007, that children lick quads and apparently lead paint. <clears throat> Not so good for the kids. And you got to recall all the fucking quads you just had imported from Chinesium. Yeah. I want that robot with the wheels that can jump over things. Um, that's that thing is terrifying. I saw the video on that, and that is terrifying. But I would like to have it so that, that robot, you can ride it, and then it, then you can convert it into a robot to carry you around. That robot does not need to have guns. I looked at the video. Isn't it could just easily thing? rip your arms off. 
That robot could live. That could be the most dangerous thing on the battlefield if all it did was rip your arms off. Like, if it just ran across the battlefield at 60 miles an hour, up and down stairs, there's no place that fucking thing can't go. It's terrifying. It's a robot, and instead of feet, it has wheels. And it it goes 60 miles an hour. It can jump over obstacles. It ran out a man door. It ran out a hallway in a man door with some stairs. And when it cleared the man door, because it was kind of hunkering down to get through the man door, as soon as it cleared the man door, it jumped up in the air about nine feet, landed on its feet, and hauled ass at 60 miles an hour. And it's like seven feet tall when it's stretched out. Right. It's scary as fuck. And it's got arms, too, that it's can It's pure intimidation. Like, it's is that for Boston Dynamics? Yeah, one of those yeah. Yeah, DARPA projects. And But the point We're being is, like, everyone's like, all you're going to do is put guns on it. You don't need to put guns on it. You can just say, hey, robot, just go rip the arms off of those 2,000 guys. <clears throat> and that robot will go, I'll go rip the arms off those 2,000 guys. I'll be right back. You'll have a pneumatic captured bolt. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Right. I don't need a gun. Like this, that when I watch the video of that thing that in action, scary. its level of mobility, what it can do, yeah, yeah. Take it to Ray's Mountain Bike Park; it'll embarrass you. Right? There's oh, no way I that thing's that. not gonna. Yeah. It's absolutely terrifying, and that's the future. Uh, Piaggio has a little r- robot, and it looks like a, a whiskey barrel, and it's blue. It rolls it, up behind. Yes, you. it does. Jams itself right up your ass. Well, Gets you drunk. One step better. <laughs> <laughs> one step better. Um, it basically looks like a trash can laying on its side with a tire on each side. So it's a cylinder, and you just you'll just see it just kind of roaming down the street one day, doing its own thing, just just being a robot. Looks like a little trash can, maybe two and a half three <clears> feet <throat> tall, and it's about two feet wide. It's kind of like the footprint of a wheelchair, but there's nothing else to it. And it shows up at your door. Well, let me let me tell the story correctly. I'm Mr. Handicapped Person. I don't have mobility anymore. I'm going to get out my smartphone and because I need to go to the doctor today. And I need some whiskey. Right. So I'm going to contact. <laughs> well, I'm going to contact my Mega, like the thing. You don't own it. You just contact it, and it shows up at your house. Bruh. And you open your door, and it comes in. Your door. It's a wheelchair. The little hatch on the top opens up, and now it's a wheelchair. So now you sit in it. And now it takes you to the doctor's office and the liquor store and your weed dealer, (laughs) medicinal, and brings you home. And it drops you off again, and then off it fucks. You don't need it. I mean, you don't need to own it. It just shows up. It's like an Uber without the smelly guy. Well, there's a, yeah, that's the yeah. same as yeah. like zip car or anything. Yeah. There's like car sharing. Oh, who who gets a to, ticket? But it gets into your fucking house, man. Yeah, people are going to want to pick on these things. Oh. If I see this thing going down the street, I'm like, ah, oh, there's one of those fuckers. Kick it over and shit like that. My you, question is who gets a ticket if one of these self driving things causes an accident? Well, you're going to have to first assume that the self driving thing would actually cause an accident. Well, they've had I don't a think that's happened yet. Lately. They have, but they've been getting hit by other people. Yeah, but they this, ran into a police. Uh, 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 Motorcycle cop really? the other day. Hmm. One of the cars ran into the motorcycle really? cop. But I don't I think don't. they'll get fucked with because if they didn't fuck with the traffic light yeah. camera trailer thing yeah. they, they parked, yeah. which I was just say, look, it's just sitting there. Right. Why doesn't somebody just bump the fucking thing? And I bumped the 20 of them. Oh, good job. Yeah. That's, Thank you. So I had a dent in the front right bumper of my van. Like you. What's that? Somebody that looked like you. There yeah. was another guy down in Rittman a couple years ago yeah. on a bike exactly like mine who probably. Bared some resemblance to me, but it wasn't me. But, no, no. no. <laughs> um, came up through Ripman. There was one of those <laughs> yeah. stationary cameras. 
Yeah, with the you know, speedometer and right. the camera thing. So when this guy went by it, it took his picture. Yeah. The rider probably realized that there's no license plate on the front of the bike. Exactly. So he proceeded to go around the block four or five yep. more times yep. at increasingly higher speed. Oh, yeah. Make it good. And <laughs> at one time, I think he might have only been on one wheel. So. I, I used to do that on uh, on Franklin yeah. when uh, part of Clifton was closed. Yeah, they had the speed and they, camera Yeah, up. they redirected the traffic to Franklin. So they put Your a, speed is 72 miles an hour. Yeah, they put a speed camera up. And I'm Damn, like, I can do better. Your speed is yeah. asterisk, asterisks. I'm like, I'm like he's... He can't get the back of my bike, and there's no plate on the front, yep. so I would I would hammer through it. It'd be like 69, 69, flashing at me. Like, I just I think I can beat that. Let me try again. Yeah. I always just go the way I was going. Like when you see the thing, it's that dopey little trailer thing. So I was like, I'd always see it, and I'd be like, okay, as an interest out of the interest of my community service, I would come at it from the other direction, aka the way it not pointing, and then just grab the trailer hitch, and then just. Change it. Just aim it so it's aiming like where the deer are, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to being aiming where the people are. So it's now aiming into the woods, and I'm saving all these other drivers because I don't think that law enforcement should be done with a camera and the thing. It's let's go back to the basics and make the cop have to get out of the car and put you his donut down be able and get rained on. Face your accuser. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. You bring that thing into court. If you're going to scold <clears throat> me for doing something wrong, I'd like at least you to meet for you to do it in person. The one down in Ritman was at the top of a hill, mm-hmm. and the hill was crested perfectly. So when you're coming up, if you just get <laughs> daylight under it, yeah, the thing would just lift <sighs> fucking beautifully. The, the whole suspension would unweigh at the top, and you just go by. You know, it's it, a good speed camera if it's got Killboy next to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the other day, speaking of automated self-driving cars, uh, I got my, uh, my Tundra got modified the other day. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I had a uh, no. It got lightened. It did get lightened again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My Tundra, my uh, my shop truck, easy load. Uh, yeah, well, ugh. so I was going uh, delivering a couple of bikes out to customers in the field as you do on Mondays, and I'm uh, just sitting at a red light, just enjoying myself, listening to podcasts. And I am clearly sitting at a red light. I'm in like the car in the red light. The red light's right in front of me, and. The left lane to me is turning as they have the green light to turn. I'm just sitting stationary. And then all of a sudden, wham! And uh, everything that was on my dashboard went into my back seat. And everything that was the back seat went to the dashboard, basically. And, uh, yeah, I got hit solid. And I went back, and it's a Chevy Cruze, 2015 Chevy Cruze in red, <laughs> driven by an 18-year-old. Versus a Toyota Tundra. Tundra. Yeah, with the world's <laughs> biggest trailer hitch on the back of it. And it's got, I got the full long length, like the extra long tri-ball on it. Tell me more about the 18-year-old. She was smoking hot. I mean, crazy smoking hot. And you know what? It was her cell phone embedded from the... Uh, <laughs> no, she, was, she, was crying her, she was crying her eyes out hard. And uh, not one inch of skid mark. I mean... She came into the back of my car okay, in her underwear. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> the, uh, I'm sure she had some skid mark yeah, there. She arrived. <laughs> her foot never hit the brake. She was she. And this is an extremely dangerous intersection. 306 and 20 is the mother of all bad intersections. But did she get her text sent? I, I was hoping she got. Did she get the text <laughs> off, sweetie? And so when I when I got the hit, I got the hit, and I was like, okay, let's take a second to think about things, because you know you get hit. So I'm like, all right, how bad is it? You kind of... Here we go again. Here we go again. You settle down. You're, you're glad you're not wearing your Roman armor. 
You're glad it's not Halloween. And you're just kind of like, <laughs> Why is that the last time you got hit? Yeah, last time I got hit, Benny, I was wearing full Roman armor. It was Halloween. Even drinking this yeah. time. No, I was totally sober. Right? It was. I was the soberest person in that town. And so yeah, smash. It's okay. Give things just a second to settle down. Look, check the mirror. Put on your four-way flashers. Hop out of the car. Go back. Make sure she's not dead. She's. I go back and she's just fucking crying her eyes out. Airbags gotten her, and uh, her hand came. Oh up. she had airbag de- deployment. Oh, when you go into the back of a Toyota Tundra, damn at, at velocity. Yeah, I couldn't tell by the pictures you posted. Well, the airbag doesn't stay inflated. Yeah, the uh, it goes Unless down. It's uh, dumb and dumb. <laughs> Just like me, after all the excitement's over, it tends to deflate. The, uh, Unless it's on a gold wing where it yeah, looks right. like a the big, butt. big yeah. Well, this one, <laughs> she, got a little, she had a little bit of a... She had a little bit of nose action. Like, she had a little bloody nose thing. And so I called it in, and I called it into dispatch, and I recognized... Well, first, I just called 911 on your phone, which gives you state patrol, but then they redirect you to the, the district and the city that you're in. So when I got in touch with uh, Mentor Dispatch... I was like, yeah, I reported 1017 at 306 and 20, 306 South Bend, two vehicles, ACDA, um, lead vehicle, Toyota Tundra. And she's like, are you on the job? And I was like, yeah. I said, no, but I'm trying to make life easy for you. And I'm like, we don't need no rescue, no fire. Everything's cool. Let's not ruin the, everybody's day. Let's just get this out of the way. I said, and if, if possible, I'll move the vehicles, clear the intersection, make life easier for your guy. And she's like, well, he'll be there real quick. you know. And she's like, who the hell is this? And I said, it's, it's Phil, Phil Waters. And she goes, oh, and it was the same dispatcher that I had when I worked there 25 years ago. So it was pretty funny. And she was a kid when I used to work there. And So are you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was. And then to add insult to injury, the officer that handled the crash came up. And we're talking about things and, you know, giving them the basic information, no skid mark, et cetera. And he's like, oh, yeah, she was texting. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, okay, so the cop's like, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, well, you were on? I said, yeah, it was a long time ago. And he goes, oh, and he goes, maybe you know my sergeant. I said, he goes, Tim Neckick. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we went to academy together. And then the kid was like, what academy class was that? And I was like, <laughs> 74, what number are they on now? Like 2,000? <laughs> and the kid was like, 74? That was a long time ago. Like He goes, well, uh, Sergeant Neckick doesn't like me because I was hired... No, he was hired five weeks before I was born. <laughs> and I'm like, I could see why he'd be pissed about that. And, and she, he's like, yeah. I said, well, I went to basic with Tim, so I can tell you all kinds of terrible things about him if you want to... If you want to make fun of your sergeant, I've got all the dirt. <laughs> so he was he was a nice kid. and uh, But, yeah, so had she been driving a smart car or a smarter car than a 2015 Cruze, it might have pushed the brakes. I don't think there's any dumber car than a around. Cruze. I can tell you what. It, here's what I will tell you about a Chevy Cruze, in case you were wondering. If you run into the back of a Toyota Tundra that has the tailgate down and has a one-foot-long Harbor Freight tri-ball hitch on the back of it in a Class 3. You have no radiator left? No, I got the block. You got the <laughs> All of the important <laughs> fluids, all of the important oh. fluids came out of the bottom of her car. Wow. Yeah, I scored a true, I mean, if this was a game of Battleship. So you totaled that car. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no, no. no. You didn't. She, she did. totaled that car <laughs> yeah. on the back of my tongue. So oh, we'll see. And all you lost was the tailgate. <laughs> I lost the tailgate, and my bumper's a little and lower than it should be. A little neck pain. I'm not doing that. You know what? I did that last mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I did that last time, and I did earn it last time. The last collision was bad. I got driven into it by a Denali, which is the full size Chevy sport utility vehicle. 
And I got driven into it 35 miles an hour. She never saw my brake light. She wasn't looking. She was drunk. And she smacked me good. But because we were one block into Cleveland by Enterprise Car Rental, we weren't technically in Lakewood. Lakewood police responded, and Lakewood squad was there and checked me out. But they couldn't cite her because it technically happened in Cleveland. So she was good on the phone, and she got the hook to show up real fast, and it was Halloween night, so everybody was busy. They got the vehicle hooked away. She never got cited. I went after her insurance, and their insurance said, we will pay your CAT scan and your MRI, because I did get hit. I mean, I got hit good, and my bell got seriously wrong, and my neck and shoulders were sore for a couple of weeks after that. Her insurance company... um, I'm not going to say the name of her insurance Joe's company. Insurance not going to say the name of her insurance <laughs> company, but company. they use a general. To the best car insurance rates in town. I'm not going to say the name of her insurance and company. My, my and friend does that voiceover. It was as good as Shaq's uh, foul shooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened is I ran up about $25,000 worth of medical bills, as you do when you're in an extremely serious accident that, that totaled her Denali completely. Uh, and Betty's still around. Yeah, Betty was off the road for about five days. Thanks, Shane. The uh, <laughs> but they slow paid my bills intentionally. This is not an accident. If you get and this is this is the podcast tip. If you want the podcast tip tip right now for listening, if you're in a motor vehicle accident and you are not at fault, and the other party has insurance. And you run up whatever medical bills you're going to run up because you're going to, especially if you're on a motorcycle. If you're injured, you're going to end up with thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in medical bills. You might have the greatest credit in the world. You may yourself have health care that has great benefits. But if you rely on that other party's insurance to pay that bill, these are insurance companies. Do you remember Hitler? Nothing compared to an insurance company. Nothing. <laughs> He like his impact, negative impact on the planet, in the grand scheme of things, not hey, as bad hey, as insurance hey, companies. Hey, come on, <laughs> George, we're talking about insurance companies here. <laughs> but here's what I will say: I had to petition them. I had to go after them constantly because my credit was being destroyed because they were not paying medical bills and they were intentionally slow paying the medical bills to get me to say, fuck it, I'm going to protect my credit. I'm going to pay this bill out of my own pocket. And then once it's paid for, once the hospital's been satisfied, they don't go after the insurance company anymore. And they intentionally don't pay your bill because it's not their credit that gets fucked if your bill doesn't get paid. So they intentionally don't pay it because guess what? If that happens a hundred times, they just made a million dollars. Generally, with medical bills, yeah. that doesn't hit your credit bureau the way like an, an unpaid credit card or something like that was. You right. have a long way to go. Do you know what I've noticed like, though? It's the same as school loans too. But you know what I've noticed? The second you owe a hospital money beyond like thirty days, <clears throat> you don't need an alarm clock anymore. Oh hell no! <laughs> and that's enough for me. Because I haven't been called upon by solicitors or creditors for a very, very long time. And after that crash, about a month and a half, two months after that crash, when every day at 0701, my phone started erupting Mm -hmm. from XYZ Collections Agency on behalf of whatever. Very quickly. It'll only be a little bit. We'll hear from Cleveland Clinic or whatever. Then it'll be XYZ. Then it'll be the next. Then it gets sold. It goes bounce. It gets bounce all over. Well, then the worst thing is, and this is another thing for the podcast listeners, you may have twenty or $30,000 worth of bills that aren't your fault with your local hospital network, 
and they turn that shit over to collections almost immediately. It happens fast. Oh, well, they sell the debt. I understand. Really yeah. So they, then you try to pay XYZ Hospital. Can't do it. You can't do it. You, they won't even accept your calls. To try and pay the bill to the person it originated with, you can't even pay them anymore. That, hands, that shit's in the hand of the creditor or the collection agency. They'll probably check and it'll go into a suspense yeah. account. Right. And what happens is they never stop calling. And this is all because I made the mistake of getting hit by a drunk driver. So, but the one good thing is yeah. that once it gets down the ways a bit, yeah. they'll accept like 50% of the money. Who cares? I'm I, being I called by creditors every five minutes. But what I'm saying is right. and that, I'm, that, that, right. that, uh, that just shows you how corrupt the whole I'm Johnny Clean is, Credit, so. who just happened to get hit by a drunk driver, who, by the way, is an affluent woman who has shit tons of insurance and everything else. She just happened to be shit-faced on Halloween night, and I just happened to be in front no of her. no fault of her own. Well, yeah, <laughs> and she got away with it. She didn't get a ticket. Like she had the like, somebody bought her the drinks. Her Halloween looked a lot like Christmas for her family and her husband. I'm sure her husband was like, "Get the fuck out of there," which is good advice. Right? Which I would be giving you, any of you at this table too. If the police aren't there yet and you can walk away, walk the fuck away into a bar and get shit faced. So, because nobody can prove how long you've been shit faced, and you already drinks. crashed your car, so you can't hit anyone else. Exactly. I was under stress. <laughs> I had to calm down. Lakewood could not arrest her because. The car was no longer drivable, therefore she no longer represented a threat. So they couldn't arrest her to take her off the road because she was already off the road. Was she on the Cleveland side of no. 117? Yeah, she was on the Cleveland side of uh, but yeah. if, Enterprise. And, and this was out of their jurisdiction. We yeah. were 200 feet. But they'd go out of their jurisdiction if it presented a threat to... Oh, believe me, if they saw you run, run a red light in Lakewood... right. Chasing East Cleveland. That's right. <laughs> right. And you get but don't, shot But don't make it work times. the other way because then that ain't our problem. But the point being, if you do ever get in a crash, do not think this is my golden ticket because it is not. You think that if you get hit by a car, even if they have mega insurance, oh, my God, this is great. We're going to go to Hawaii. You're not. The insurance company is going to do everything they can to make sure that they only pay you what they absolutely have to pay you, and they're going to pay you slow at that so that you'll end up paying some of it on your own. Pain and suffering don't pay out the way you think it does. I've made out on some of my things, but at the end of the day, if I could just take it back and Mm. not have an accident, nine times out of ten, yes. It's better to not deal with it. And with this thing, it's like, you know what? My neck was sore for like eight hours the next day. I'm fine now. I'm not making any point. I'm not trying to get... There's no medical side of this. I want my truck to be taken care of. That's ultimately it. So somebody's going to have to pay to fix my truck. For the okay, record... Then. Yeah, I, for the record... I can't afford it, so sorry. Right, Exactly. <laughs> it ain't going to be me. I'd, I'd help you out if I could. A few years ago, I got hit in... It was April. I think it was April 10th. Yeah. It was the first day I got the bike out all year. Oh, you got hit on the bike? Yeah. <clears throat> oh. To the end of the street, yeah. I'm waiting to make a left. Yeah. And the guy rear-ended me. Literally, the first day I got the bike out, broad daylight, half a my, uh, half a block from my house. Holy shit! And <laughs> and and your neighborhood's ultimately quiet. Like you are suburban. It yeah. felt like. Isn't that what they say? Five within five minutes of your house. Yeah, I can. Well, it felt fun. like someone hit me with a baseball bat. The way the bike shot out from under me because the bumper of the car hit the tire of the bike, pushed the bike in the intersection. Yeah. I did a backward somersault <gasps> off the bike. Atlantic. And was this on a GS? It was on the big bike. Oh, yeah. shit. Mm. But the bike wasn't damaged, really. But uh, the funny thing was, <laughs> it was an old timer. This guy was like 88 years old or something. 
He told he told the police that I backed into him. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, gee, motherfucker. That's balls. <laughs> he said I backed into him. You're like, balls. Please, please show me the reverse gear. <laughs> That's what I did. That's what I told the officer when the officer. You look at the Lakewood recorded. cop and just be like, Check this guy out. <laughs> but I wasn't injured. It scared the shit out of me, right. of course. And they fixed the bike. And that's, yeah. You know, I wasn't looking to make bank on it because it just that I just wanted the bike to be whole. It doesn't necessarily work out to make bank. It ain't like it used to be, where it was like, here's here's forty thousand dollars to stop going to the hospital. Um, yeah. No, because they're gonna fight it tooth and claw. And so. I wasn't interested in that, but they did not want to fix the bike the way I wanted it. To of be course, fixed. yeah. They're... And I said. You fix my bike, I'll sign off on your medical papers. Right. Exactly. Guess what? They they, yeah. they fix the bike one hundred percent at that point. Yeah, that's that yeah. game is had I been on my motorcycle at that same intersection at the same time, you see the fact that she hit a full size tundra means nothing because she wasn't looking up when she hit me. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, There's a tundra, I'm gonna hit it. She was just doing anything but driving at the time she was doing it. That's a real world. That's the world we live in. Yeah. Facebook is too tempting. Text messages are too tempting to an 18-year-old unskilled operator who is not paying attention. Whether or not I was there, that chick is still going into one of the most dangerous intersections in Mentor, heads down at 4 o'clock rush hour. Yeah. Right? So fuck all of the rest of us. She's going into intersections heads down. <clears throat> And thinking that it's going straight through. Like, even if my lane would have had the green... She's like, well, I saw cars in the left lane just going. Well, why weren't you heads up? Why well, I looked down to change my radio station. Perfect like, candidate for a self-driving car. Exactly. Go <laughs> fuck off on your phone. That's right. Let the car do the driving. I'm sorry. You've lost the right to drive your own car. So if you want to get from point A to point B, now you have to have a self-driving car. It's going to cost you some money. Even if it's not self-driving, one of those babysitting cars. Right, collision avoidance system. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, the car my sister drives would not have gotten in that crash. It would have seen me and stopped, right? So that's a thing. But on a motorcycle, had she hit me on a bike, what the damage she did to the Tundra, she'd have pumped me out of that intersection, could have killed me. One guy, so, no, I mean him. Gotta his, check your mirrors, man. Him and his wife were on the bike, and they got hit, and he literally somehow, I mean, his legs went through the gas tank, bent the handlebars <clears throat> forward, like his forward. He went through the he front. He went of, through broke the his bike. legs, his femurs, his pelvis. Oh god! The wife, the wife had all. I mean, just had a horrible fucking Fuck. accident, getting rear-ended. Yeah, getting rear-ended. Just ridiculous. Yeah, I will admit it. Up until this he said crash. The, he said the gas tank looked like it was just like, if you sat there and pounded that to the frame as right. hard as you could. His legs just, did that. His legs just went. Wow. Oh, my God. And press fit the gas tank yeah. to the frame and then bent the handlebars If forward. you think your motorcycle has a crumple zone, it doesn't. They don't it build them that you. way. You are the crumple zone. Yeah. Unless you have the <clears throat> jacket for, on the gold wing. The helator. <laughs> yeah, or the ass. The inflatable ass airbag. The, uh, but... That's the reminder. The reminder is, yeah, it's bad enough we have to watch what's going on with lane changing and shit. Now, keep the bike in gear, hold your clutch in, keep checking your rearview mirrors to look for the person that's approaching you at a high rate of speed when you're stopped legally at a red light. That's why they say never put your bike in neutral. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. Give yourself an escape. I am guilty of it. I always always keep it in gear. Always keep offset to the car in front of you. Yeah, that's a really good tip, I do actually. that, too. That's yeah, a fantastic I keep it angle. If you get hit, at least you're not going to get 
crush between two cars, you might get thrown forward. We've had a lot of a lot a of our point. customers have been on the taco bike, where the yeah. bike started out as a bike, but it <laughs> ended up as a taco. Bike. Well, look in our look in the hallway at the Menor store. Yeah. What's in the hallway at the Menor store? A buddy scooter that's <clears> at least two feet shorter than it should be. That had rectal cranial inversion. I mean that. I just thought of my new business. Yeah, taco bike. Taco bike. Sure, why not? I got, I got to fix that pizza bike. You got to fix the pizza bike up, and I got taco bike. <laughs> Make tacos, and I'm a taco bike. Distribute. Yeah. You know what? You go, man. Yeah. Take that yeah. pizza box off and put it on a buddy, and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the TGB. Get rid of the yeah. TGB. The weak link in that system is the TGB. Yeah. When I was, when I was at an yeah. intersection, oh, and at a red light, yeah. and I saw in the back, or in the rear mirror, <clears throat> Guy coming at a high rate of speed, being chased by the cops. Oh shit! And so my, my, my I was driving. My mom was in the car yeah. with me. So I just pulled around the cars. And I pulled into the first driveway stall, yeah. and I pulled Get in off the fucking that road. That guy slammed into a, a yeah. guy that was that was in right. front that pulled up into my spot. Yeah. And then he got around him and kept going. Yeah. Went down like uh, Lakeshore Boulevard and slammed into like uh, a pole in front of a fire station in uh, at two sixtieth. Mm. Jesus Christ! But my mom was screaming. But you did the right thing. Like, get off the fucking road. Right. Right. You, you know why I did? That's against the right. It's like, well, I knew I was going to get hit. Right. We're not dead. Yeah. All right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who has YouTube has seen enough Russian dash camera videos <clears throat> to know. Yeah. Don't be in front of those people. <laughs> Do not be in front of those people. They will hit every goddamn thing. How one how one out of control Lada, and it's always a Lada or a work version. <laughs> Apparently, if you're a shitty driver in Russia, they just give you an old square car. They just give you a shitty fucking square car. Everyone else is driving modern shit. You watch the videos. You see that one shitty square car coming at you from the distance. That's You're like, the one. that's the one. That's the problem maker. It's and, the key in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Invariably, that fucking Wartburg or that Lada is going to end up upside down with a teenager with a shaved like side of his head, listening to hip-hop music, watching his car do like a disco move on its back. And he's no, like break dancing. Break dancing. The car's break dancing. It's hit nineteen other cars, and yeah, and it's like that's every Russian dash cam video. Well, yeah. we are getting up to about two hours. Cool, here. man. Excellent. So your your bike you, this summer is going to be the Bandit. This is going to be a summer of Bandit. Uh, the Bandit's going to get some. Yeah, the, the Bandit's going to get some seat time, but it won't be the. You getting bike. a new bike? What are you dealing with? Just playing with your yep. old stuff. Yeah, I'm staying. I'm staying with the DRZ and being happy. What about you? I'm. Picking one of the ones I got. Yeah. You're getting rid of something. You're <laughs> nice. downsizing. Yeah. Are you going to sell back the concourse? Haven't yes, decided. I'll find that out tomorrow. Okay. All right. All right. I think it, I think it's going to happen. I see that in your future. Are you buying the concourse? No. Fuck no. <laughs> shit. Chrome, you're trail riding. You got a CT90, an RV. I got a CT got... and an RV. He's been collecting. The, I got a... the bottom end all together. I'll just put the end on my XR600. He's going somewhere, but nowhere fast. Yeah. Pretty much. What are your what's your new bike or anything summer fling? And just bought an RV two fifty. Yeah, it's got a ceramic barrel. But I think I'm gonna ride the Mana. Yeah, the I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a, a one inch bar rise around it. And yeah. I think it's gonna be a different windshield. Uh, the summer of the Mana. Seven inch bar. Or? It's yeah, like seven inch bar. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, it's a one-inch at the bottom. Inch, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, 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 it has some uh, extra set of bar rides, but I think they're okay. seven inch. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have another CB750 in my life. I got You're gonna do it. That needs to get running in some way. I have that one. You got that one? Uh, yeah. We ended with the supercharger, but mostly a CB750. No, just bring that. Just bring that back. Bring that K1. 
Or is it a KO? It's a KO. KO. It's a KO. <clears throat> bring the KO back. Just bring the KO back and ride it. Just rock that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... That's KO, a good bro. Dude. I'm putting Mad Miles on the CB500 this year. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I'll scoot around town on the Ruckus. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the the neighborhood assault vehicle will be the ruckus. <laughs> and Phil will ride everything every on the planet. Goddamn thing that shows up. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yep. Every every time I show up at the bar they're like, "Oh, you got your helmet. What's your ride today?" And so they'll go they always go out and see what I rode today. They're always they're get a big kick out of playing the what did Phil ride today game. So it's, it's I'm sure it'll be back on a scooter a bit now that it's now that it's back on two wheels. Right, and, now that it's a two wheel ride again. It's been liberated. It has it doesn't have its sixty or eighty pound appendage hanging up the right hand side. <laughs> but did. you understand, a sidecar is a third the, of the entire mass of the vehicle. The chronic head shake. Yeah, what will you be wearing riding April thirtieth? <clears throat> yeah, what I fucking knows what I'll be riding oh, April thirtieth. Holy crap. I have no idea. Whatever runs. Whatever <laughs> or whatever I have to be putting miles on, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who knows? XR, hopefully. Yeah, I hope you are. Yeah, a big wheelie monster. Thumper. Oh, you and I can do wheelies together. And if anybody listening to the podcast is interested in an insanely clean seventy-five Honda CB seven fifty K blue, and it is insanely clean, and it is original four into fours, and it's a completely original bike. Contact us. If you're interested in a not so insanely clean, but still remarkably gorgeous, uh, with a four with four into two slash cut jardines, uh, but otherwise perfectly stock, uh, seventy four in the freedom green metallic. Ten <clears throat> four. Uh, we have that as well, and those are both running motorcycles that you can own, and because they're <clears throat> CB seven fifties, they're historically significant. They so, are. I just got my yeah. first longevity check. I think I want to buy one of those Delkevic exhausts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful. They are gorgeous. Yeah, I didn't... John turned me onto that website, and I started looking at all those pipes that guy makes. They are fucking beautiful and affordably <clears throat> priced. Mm-hmm. Stainless steel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks really good. And since whatever CB750 you're probably running... Um, you know, even if I had a nice, nice, nice one with a nice set of four and fours, I might take the four and fours off and hang them in the garage, save them. save them for the day I might sell my bike, and put a set of those Delkevics on there mm-hmm. because they're very pretty. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what they sound like. I haven't been able to get a YouTube video. They sound better than the stock four and fours. I'm sure because the stock four and fours do <laughs> not sound great. I always like that. Really? Especially on the well. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, yeah. To me, they, they That's yeah. one of my favorite, one of my For favorite rides. For tuning-wise, it's kind of awesome on a four-cylinder. You have four separate ones. If one's fucking up or something, oh, you, you, know, know right oh, away. you know right away. There's no crossovers there. or anything. Right. It's straight out the back. I know it's yeah. newer than newer than you guys are talking about, but my, one of my favorite Hondas is the CB900 Custom. Yeah. For, between the four-to-four <clears> exhaust and there. the sound of the <clears> final drive whine, right. and it's just it's a cool Yeah, it's I just a cool can't get past bike. the way they look. The CB900 yeah, 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 yeah. Customs, the CB1000 Customs, that was a period of time when I was the correct age to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Honda's been drinking the Harley sauce. I see what happened there. <laughs> you know, guys, no, that's an inline four-cylinder. You're not supposed to, oh, you did it. Oh, you did it anyway. Oh, you did it anyway. <laughs> oh, Danny. Oh, BMW. That's all I need. BMW's last one was much more uh, harsh when they made that. Uh, <coughs> the tour in the America? The, the Cruiser, yeah. the R1200 CL or whatever. Uh, the yeah, R- well, we've had a few of those dark in the door here. Uh, Doesn't yeah. Gorb still have one of those? Yeah, Gorb still has one. Yeah, Gorb oh, still God, has one. Oh, God, that thing. I had a Dove Gray <coughs> Super Duper Limited Edition one. 
and it had the full fucking BMW ape hangers on it. Oh. And they were the highest. They were the highest handlebars I've ever seen on a BMW, and they were factory stock. Yeah, I remember that. Oh God! And it's and it was a bike that looked bad from every angle. Yeah. There was not one single direction you could look at the bike and go. Uh, if you could just look at the engine, you might be able to get away with it. But no, if, because if you backed up and saw anything else that was attached to it, you're like, the hell are they thinking? Oh well, yeah. the Russians have been famous for taking Urals and Niepners and making them into choppers. For a long, long time, right? Because that's what you got laying around. So you see what goes on in America, and you're like, we can do that, but we don't have any big V-twins around here. So we'll take a Neepner or a Ural, and we'll throw some apes on it, and you know, hardtail and whatever. And that's what the damn 1200C looked like. The 1200C looked like some fucking BMW motor had actually wandered into, like, you know, Red Georgia. It was not cool. It was not cool. Yeah, that, that bike, oh, God, it got hit with the ugly stick. Man, and that's one of those ones you're like, I know a lot of people that ride them, and we have worked on them for customers, and they all say the same thing. It's like, oh, man, I love this bike. It's so nice. It's great. It handles great. It rides great. And I take it out, and I'm like, it rides like shit. <laughs> it, it jacks like crazy. Like, you give it the beans in a corner, and it just stands right up, and it does everything bad because it's a cruiser. Like, BMW, the whole drivetrain is meant to be in a standard seating configuration. Not in a chopper seating configuration. I know exactly what you're saying, though. There's guys that love them. They, they love the shit out of them. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I like, there's a whole lot of, like, I've made a financial, I've made a decision that was based on financial numbers. Now I'm going to convince the world that I'm not stupid. So I have to talk good about this bad decision I've made forever. Usually that person's riding in a raw. <laughs> Usually tell you how great they are. He he doesn't count. <clears throat> Once again, and he didn't pay anything real money for it, so like he can get away with that shit. But like, if somebody's gonna roll up on their thirteen thousand dollar brand new Ural and tell you how great it is, uh, not I, I, you wouldn't pay good money for that bike. I wouldn't. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. No, I, right. there's no way. No, I'm not gonna part with thirteen thousand. It's a novelty bike. You can't. Right. Yeah, they're not. Real, I mean. That bike's not reliable. And right. By the time, I mean, you're hoping you get there every time. And like I said, <laughs> it makes life more exciting. At 60 miles an hour, there's a 50, you feel like there's a 50% chance of dying. <laughs> and at 61 miles an hour, it goes up to 90%. They make awesome videos, though. <laughs> I know, they have great videos. They show those guys jumping them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they do. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I like mine, but I, I mean, what, what are you going to do with it? Go, go drive it around it's in a, a grass good, field with a little bit of snow on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Right. With, a, with a guy in a snowboard behind you, skiing. Mount a fake machine gun on it. <clears throat> at yeah. AMA yeah. Vintage, German Shepherd. Right. Uh, at yeah. AMA Vintage Days, a CT70 sexy. Anywhere else in the world, dumb as fucking hell. Just stupid. Yeah. Apparently not. But according to the prices they're getting for those fuckers on the uh, internet oh these days. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well. Like, where did that come yeah, I've from? I've seen a couple this week. They're thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm like, that's yeah. what I said. What? Yeah. Old men with disposable income. I yeah. guarantee. And you 20- get these people that try to try to restore one for that. Yeah. <laughs> really? It only takes a quarter of a quart of, of paint to paint it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Everything's scaled down to very approachable levels. The the idea though is, I mean, that's like the Cushman market was 20 years ago, and then all those guys died off. So the Cushman yeah. market went out of control. It was ten thousand dollars. So it was ten grand bought you a Cushman. 
20 years ago. I guarantee the bottom will file, fall out of the vintage shit. Just Cushman because, did. Because all vintage shit is right. going to just fall apart. Cushman was the leading edge of it because we kind of joked. We were like, at some point, one of us <clears> is going to hear the bottom drop out of the Cushman market. And it's just going to be when their average maintainer, owner, preserver... Okay. Life cycles out of it. Look There's at it from the automotive yeah. side. That's of it. what I was going to say. There was like Model A and Model T's yeah. were crazy yeah. in the 50s, 60s, 70s. In the 70s, 80s, 90s, like right. the 55, 57 Chevy yeah. or the 49, 50 Fords were huge. Right. Yep. And now we're at like the, the muscle car things are huge, like 69 Camaros or. Yep. You can't touch anybody for less than a house. Right. It's all cyclical. So what does that mean? That means track the 62-year-old white guys. And whatever that the 62-year-old white guys are buying, that's what's worth the most money. Now, the 75-year-old white guys, they're aging out of the game. Now that's the time to buy your Cushman because grandson doesn't want the fucking thing. I was just giving this in a will. What the fuck is it? And he, yeah. I'm just saying that it's going to fall off because yeah. kids just aren't going to want no. vehicles. No 25-year-old <clears throat> kid is going to want a CT70. You can insert whatever you want. Or a, or a Corvette or any other fucking shit out Hot there. Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars right. or yeah. baseball cars. Sure. I've so, got tons of those. Right. Whatever it is, yeah. you know. When I got rid of my Hot Wheels, my Red Lines, I was selling them for between $90 and $100 a piece. The Red Lines were the ones for... For cars that were bought for me between 1969 and 1973. And for yeah. 50 cents a piece. Sure, 25 cents a piece. <clears throat> but the point being, that's they were at the top of their game. Because the people that were 8 years older than me, 9 years older than me, they collected them, they had them, they were prized possessions. And as adults, they were, remember, for every one of those I sold on eBay, there was some asshat that bid it up <clears throat> that high. Usually 7 or 8 asshats that bid it up that high. Right. Those guys weren't 40-year-old fellas. Those were 55-year-old fellas that were willing to spend $100 on a fucking Hot Wheel car. There's an ass for every seat. And that usually is a 62-year-old white guy. You know? <laughs> and that's... I hate to say it, but if you play to that market... Getting close. Well, if you play to that market, you're going to have buyers. And if you look at today's modern motorcycle <clears throat> industry, what's selling? You know, we at the shop can tell you straight away, we don't see a lot of 25-year-old guys coming in buying brand new bikes. That hasn't happened in a long time. The only people that come into my shop and buy brand new bikes are all 50-plus-year-old people. 50-plus-year-old people are spending the money to buy new bikes. We haven't sold a brand new bike to somebody under 40 in quite a while. So the only thing that's moving is hipsters buying scramblers. Um, I just read a re- <laughs> no. I just read a really really interesting article from the people at Ducati that said we marketed to mo- we marketed to millennials, and we realized that that was a mistake, because although millennials have a lot of energy, and they click 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 and they're socially media active, they don't have disposable cash. Most millennials are very tight on the funds. They don't actually have spendable yeah, income. Coupons and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> they can't throw. They can't produce ten thousand dollars right now, oh. and they might not have credit good enough to get them a ten thousand dollar bike. And Ducati, which we joked about, 
their whole marketing program was like you'd look through the whole brochure and there wasn't a motorcycle in the brochure. There was kids on skateboards and campfires and vintage Volkswagens and shit, but there weren't any motorcycles in the brochure. So it was like, here's your new Ducati Scrambler lifestyle. That's why they're sitting right. on the floor. Though. Well, and this is the point. Three or four-year-old bikes are sitting Correct. on the floors, and you could buy them for right. five grand less oh, yeah. than they're asking for. Yeah. And I was going to say the same thing with the um, Chrysler came out with the PT Cruiser. They yes. thought it was going to be like... Yeah. Hipster, young, yeah. cool guys and it, and driving it. it. And you know who bought it? Oh, great people. It looked like the hot rod that they wanted. It looked like my old panel van. Exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's and that's exactly it. And this article is really good because it's written by the people that were marketing, the, the company that was doing the marketing for Ducati at the time when they came up with that whole scrambler program. They were like, you know what? We made a mistake. Do you think there'll be a hot market for vintage sport compacts? Yeah. Yes. Someday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guaranteed. That Supra that I had, oh my god. Supras, first generation CRXs, yeah. early Civics. Right now, all that shit's banging. Chiracos. Yep. Oh, try to buy yeah, a Civic. I had a Chiraco. Try to buy a Civic Wago van. Yep. You can't buy a Civic wow. Wago van. And we just that crossed two gone. hours, man. We gotta yeah. wrap that this thing up. That shit has gone apeshit right now. So there's, there's a just market for that. Just try to buy a Honda City. Yeah, Still looking. <laughs> All right, guys. And for that, we're going to remind you to please, please ride fast and take chances. Sing us out, John.